Hello. Hi. Top Alex. of the mor top of the morning to you. If you're on the west coast, top of the top of the noon time to you. If uh, if you're on the east coast, it's St. Patrick's Day. Is and it? We decided, <laughs> we decided to celebrate it in a very somber fashion because it is uh, a holy day in the Catholic calendar. Uh, so. So I wanted to be as respectful as possible um, to <clears throat> to all of our Irish friends uh, in the audience. Um, uh, uh, yeah, hey, let's get the flick out of here. And um, it, I'm your host, Alex Plus. With me, as always, is Kate. Uh, Kate decided to not be fun today. I, just, I didn't have time to go out and buy all the Irish stuff. <laughs> I think I let you down on on New Year's too. I'm, I gotta I'm, I gotta get it together. I'm pretty sure, like Party City, you can like Postmates it. Like, come on, let's just let's. It's true, it's true. Let's uh, come on. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a legitimate response. Um, Your last name is literally Sullivan. You should be yeah, trying to match this. Why are you not? Uh, you better be drinking a green beer as we speak. That's or shamrock Right. Well, you one of these? <gasps> huh? Yeah. You did I, the thing. I I I I grabbed the I grabbed one of these on my way out to uh, pick up my daughter from school yesterday, and then uh, I put it in the freezer, and now it is rock solid. And I do not know if I will be able to enjoy my shamrock shake during this Irish episode. So, my God. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Um. Uh, we we each watched uh, Leprechaun movies. We sure did, week. pal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You watched one, and I watched six. Self-inflicted. 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 I, uh, I, I had never seen... Um, well, let's talk about yours first. Just real quickly. <clears throat> uh, it is called uh, A Very Unlucky Leprechaun. It's a kid's mm-hmm. movie about you know a family that moves to Ireland and there's a leprechaun that lives on their property and he's very unlucky. Okay, simple, right? But now, separate from that, there happens to be a horror movie franchise uh, of which I've seen none. I'd never seen any of the leprechaun horror movies. But I knew they... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I got a four-leaf clover stuck in my throat. Um, I was going to say so, all that dairy from your shamrock shake catching up with you. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. Um, I knew they had made a series of leprechaun horror movies. Um, and uh, I was like, hey, that'll be fun. I'll, I'll watch one of them. And I was like, I looked at him like, all of them are available on Peacock, which I already have a subscription to because of WWE stuff that I don't like. So why not watch um, w- watch all of them? I mean, I, I'll, I'll start early enough in the week. I'll like watch like one, maybe one and a half a day, and I'll 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 get there in time. And I did. I was able to get through all six, finishing up the last one, Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Uh, I finished up that one yesterday. Uh, the 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 six movies are Leprechaun, Leprechaun Two, Leprechaun Three, Leprechaun Four in Space, Leprechaun in the Hood, and Leprechaun Back to the Hood. 
Uh, the two is a numeral two, and the the is spelled T H A apostrophe. So you know it's authentically black, and um, it is. Uh, yeah, it's none of these. I thought they would be sequels, Kate. And I talked with you about this. I thought they would be sequels. Mm-hmm. They are not sequels. No, in fact, they had nothing to do with each other. I'm told. I mean. I I found a through line by the end, but it was very loose. And certainly, like, some of the later ones try to connect it back to the earlier ones. But mm-hmm. let's be honest. When you're doing Leprechaun 4 in space, you're not really connecting it to anything. <laughs> so it wouldn't be, it's not just called Leprechaun in space, which it could be called Leprechaun in space. But it's called Leprechaun 4 in space. And I'm like, I whatever. Um, so, yeah, I did this to myself. You and, did, and we don't get paid by the the movie that you watch. No, we get paid per episode, not. so it's not no, like a uh... no. no, like and 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 the 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 dollar amount per hour that I get paid to do this drastically goes down when I spend my evenings watching, you know, um, terrible horror movies Ugh, when I shouldn't be. Oh, I got to get this off. A nice tasteful um, bow tie. So still want to wear that all day. It's very hard on the face. I want I thought I thought I would wear these instead. So that's good. See, it's nice there. I got I messaged Alex co- before we went on and I said I let you down. Like I I had no Irish stuff. I don't even have a green shirt. I was so disappointed in myself. And you said, Don't worry, I'll bring the average up. I did not yeah. realize to what extent. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty um, uh, it's good. You're so fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I got the got the bow tie. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Um, so, I feel like I should uh, start because you have six. I I do feel like you should start. The the thing that also connects the, the them is um, is <laughs> is that the same actor Warwick Davis who a lot of people of my generation will remember uh, as uh, Willow in the wonderful, though critically panned, erroneously critically panned, uh, fantasy movie um, Willow, uh, directed, written and directed by George Lucas. Written by George Lucas, directed by Ron Howard, also starring Val Kilmer in his most Val Kilmery. It's a fantastic little uh, fantasy piece, especially for, for younger kids. Uh, but it's really great. Holds up. I watched it last week. Last week, no, last year. It's great. Uh, also, he played Wicket in all the Ewok movies. Uh, the little 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 Ewok, the most famous Ewok. Um, and uh, then uh, Warwick Davis played both leprechauns. Played the leprechaun in all of these horror movies. I'm about. I'm going to talk about. And also played the leprechaun in the family movie. And as far as I could tell from watching about 20 minutes of your movie last night before I went to bed, the only real difference is that he wears like horror movie makeup. Like I'm sure it's, I think it's actually the same costume. They were just like, Hey, can we borrow the costume you had him in from before? Cause we don't want to make a new one. Uh, and he, he has the same voice. Um, so uh, yeah, I thought that was very interesting and that's kind of why we're doing this. Cause I wanted to see, how one actor plays two, I thought, radically different leprechauns. Alex. Alex, mm-hmm. Alex. 
Yeah. Before we dive in. Yeah. A while ago, we had said, I believe it was after the Freddie Prince Jr. Amy Garcia vehicle. Right. That I'm not allowed to pick anymore. And I was the mm-hmm. one that volunteered it. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not allowed to pick anymore. Right. This, this was actually too bad. After watching this, I uh-huh. feel like it's an even playing field. <laughs> uh, well, listen, yours you, wasn't you could, at least themed, but my god, you could have watched you could have watched some scary leprechaun movies, but apparently no, you, did, you, Alex. You, you know you, that you don't now. have you don't have the constitution. So. I can barely watch your Red Dead Redemption streams and be like, oh my god, these pixels are shooting yeah, these true. other pixels. Yeah. I, um. I, there are there are things that are um, laughably insane about it, as one would expect, but uh, it's mostly a waste of time. <laughs> we'll dive in. It opens with just some extremely generic B-roll of Ireland, and it's not even good B-roll. Like, it came out in 1998, and I thought this yeah. was, I was like, this is for sure 1990. It's important to me that it came out in 1998, and we're going to talk about why in a moment. But mm. um, it opens with this B-roll, and you see a car driving through the countryside with mm-hmm. Molly, a 10-year-old little girl, and her dad, who, crucially, this is so important to me <laughs> because I love the West Wing. The dad is played by the same actor, I can't remember his name, who plays Senator Hoynes in the West Wing. I think it was Senator Tim- Tim Matheson. Great actor. Actually, pretty good in this, considering what he was given. The West Wing started in 1999. Mm-hmm. This movie came out in 1998. The jump he took from 1998 to 1999, I, yeah. I can't. I can't. Mm. Um, we learn extremely early, like within probably five lines of dialogue molly who i'm not gonna like sit here and critically judge a 10 year old girl um, i'll do it n- not a great actor not a great child no. actor um no also you know this is quite a role you're playing opposite a leprechaun um yeah not not great um but we find out very early that she's unhappy. She wants to know why they're moving to Ireland. And her dad says, we've been through this. And we learn immediately and pretty abruptly. Uh, he recaps the situation, which sets up basically the entire movie. That um, his brother, their uncle, her uncle Sean, died and left them this house in Ireland. And the bank foreclosed on their house in Chicago. Uh and he's a failed author. He says that this next book is destined to be a, a surefire bestseller. It's called Fun with Floor Tiles. And Molly immediately knows it's a flop. Uh, he's a how-to author. And he has not been successful. Um, the name of where their home is is Green Glen. Because they just had no imagination. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe 10 minutes in, that car hits something. And because he's a good man, he doesn't just keep going, pulls over. He's like, oh, my God, what did I just hit? And she's kind of Molly's in there like, I don't know. It was like it was too fast to see. Um, He hit the leprechaun. (laughs) I mean, within the first 10 minutes. (laughs) Now, 
I, I, he didn't hit the leprechaun. The leprechaun scattered across the street. He missed the leprechaun. He stopped short. The leprechaun hit the sign, and that was what the sound was. He didn't know about it. But like okay, that, so the I'm, not, came out. I'm not quibbling. But like, um, uh, it is it is very funny that that we'll we'll talk more in my review about the magic of the leprechaun and how arbitrary it is. In this one, our leprechauns run very fast. Extreme. That is. Well, they run very, very fast. In in theory, when they're actually running around, it's more of like a little hippity hop type run. Right, right. Well, they have the ability, as we see in the beginning of this, of him just flitting through the trees. They have ability to like turn on flash speed like and go turbo yeah. mode of some sort. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dad is looking. Looking in the forest where they yeah. pulled over for whatever mm. it was, which is weird because if you thought you hit something, I don't know why you would go look in like the forest, right? Um, but it turns out Molly's told to stay in the car, she does not stay in the car, no. she's a little mischief. This Molly, mm-hmm. um, but there is an un um or like a, a a formerly planted in the ground, but not no longer planted in the ground, a sign on its side that says, slow down leprechauns crossing, which of course looks like a playful novelty sign. Right. And he says, see, if they had read my book, they would have known to put the sign in cement. Um, that's <laughs> kind of ridiculous. Molly sees the leprechaun, um, but there's not like a full interaction. She just sees that, He's kind of like behind the trees. Um, and they arrive at Fortune Manor or Miss Fortune Manor. Da-dum, bum, bum. Da-dum, bum. There is an older man who's been tending the manor. Not really tending the manor. is just there to open the house. Um, he says that the house is cursed and that everybody who was there died young. He also has maybe the third most Irish name I've ever heard in Patrick Mulligan. Patrick Mulligan. Patrick gonna... Mulligan at your service. Mulligan, you're going to hear Connor. It's a very on the very nose. Irish. McReady is the name of the mayor. We're going to get there. But mm-hmm. um, he says everybody died young. And the dad yeah. says, uh, but he was 94 when he died. And Mulligan says in the prime of his life. In the prime of his life he was. Uh, and they go out to the garden. The, the manor is in, in complete disrepair. There's cobwebs everywhere. It's a disaster. Uh, it's going to take a lot of fixing up. But the, there's a pest in the garden eating roses. And we find out that it's not a pest, Alex. These are not insects. No. It's a leprechaun. Uh, and Indeed. he's eating roses. But what he's searching for is a four-leaf clover. Okay. This is a very important point that we'll get back to later where... I, I think as a society, we should all come together and agree. Like, I don't know if we have to have hearings on this, international hearings, but four-leaf clovers, what do they do to leprechauns? Because in, in my leprechaun movies, they are hor- they kill leprechauns. And in your leprechaun movies, if he eats one, he will live. He'll have good luck for 100 years. Have good luck for a hundred years. It's the key to getting to Leprechaun Land, where all of his yeah. Leprechaun homies are. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's the opposite of your movie. It's yeah, it's, just it's the ball game, just, man. 
let's come to an accord. Let's figure it out. One or the other, you know? Maybe it's an in Ireland thing. Like in Ireland, they're good luck. But if you find them in space, it's not good. Maybe. I don't know. We Maybe. need clarity around yeah. the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so the leprechaun, of course, lives in the wishing well, as one would expect. Yeah. Um, and Molly makes a wish. She wishes to go home. Uh, yeah. Throws a penny down there. Her dad says, let's not get in the habit of throwing money away, which is about as clever as the movie gets. We find out that her mom is dead here. They do justify Molly's future behavior in this by saying that she's had like this overactive imagination since her mom died. Like he mm-hmm. thinks it's a, a coping mechanism of some sort. Right. Um, so I appreciate that they at least tried to justify it. Mm. And again, he's like a pretty good actor. He's just been given crap, but like oh he, yeah. He he reads this part pretty well. Like it, it comes across as well as this can. Um but uh, next we kind of see Mayor McGreedy show up. He is the mayor of the town. He is one of eight people in the town, according to this like whole movie. We don't really see anybody else yeah. in the entire town. Now, now, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure it's Mayor McGreedy. But the way that this guy says it, it's Mayor McGreedy, which of course is who he is. He's an incredibly greedy person who wants to yeah, he is. Take over, yeah. And we know that because he's there to collect property tax on a house. Because he was well, going to foreclose on that house. So right. he doesn't even I, send anybody else. He's the right. guy that shows up to do it. See, I, I, I think you're as a mayor, you're well within your rights to say, hey, by the way, the guy you inherited this from, he was delinquent in his taxes. We'll have to work something out so that you can pay his back taxes. Uh, I was about to foreclose on his house when, when he died. So uh, we're going to figure something out. That that might be a little insensitive. You know, uncle just died or whatever. But I feel like that's okay. However, then he admits to to this man he just met, I'm going to foreclose on all the houses. And I'm going (laughs) to level everything. I don't want to see any green except for in my wallet. I'm like, okay, well, now you've lost me. Now it's no longer just you being a, a fastidious mayor. Now it's you, like, being straight up child's movie villain. And, of course, that's, I'm assuming, what he is. That is what he is. Um, We see them, it's so important to me that they establish the amount that they're in debt is 13,000 pounds. It comes into play later because the bailout money is not that much money. But, (laughs) crucially to me, they're 13,000 pounds in debt. He says, you know, that's basically all of his savings. He can afford to pay off about one grand or two grand right now. Right. And he says that there is, he's delinquent 3,000. So that is due today. He's like, well, that's basically all my savings. So I, the extra 10,000 10, pounds, I mean, where is he going to get that from? There you go. So shortly after we see Molly go to school... She's being bullied by two kids, and darn it, wouldn't you know it? It's the McGreedy's kids. Yeah, of course. They try to steal her lunch, and she does the right thing to go tell the principal. But the principal reveals to Molly immediately, on presumably like her first day of school, that those McGreedy boys are good boys, 
and that she is like a mother to them because their mom died. I would say as many deaths in this as there are in your typical Hallmark movie. So that was nice. Made me feel like I was watching kind of mm. like my sweet right. spot of bad movie. Um, and that uh, she's dating their dad, the mayor. And she just kind of willingly tells a 10-year-old this very quickly. Um and later we find out that they're kind of dating in secret. So I don't know. Maybe don't tell a 10-year-old student on her first day when she's coming to you to discipline two punk-ass kids that you're dating the dad, who's the mayor of the town. Um, but because Molly is the one causing all this chaos, she has the perfect punishment for her, which is to clean the bathroom floors with a toothbrush. What? Um... <laughs> So see, Molly comes thing. home. See, see, the bad guys in kids movies are evil just for the sake of being evil. And it's it's always it's like this is how we start to think about what we tell kids. All right. There are good people and bad people and no one in between. And the bad people are bad because they like to be bad. And so this is what kids learn when they were like, no, no, no. There's there's lots of shades of gray. You know sure. what I mean? And pretty much all of them are in authority. Here's like, there's there. There are heels in this world and there are baby sure. faces. 95% of the people you meet are tweeners. Exactly. And it's just a matter of how they're booked that day. That's all. That's, that's right. That's right. <sighs> so Molly comes home. Mm. She's sniffing around for her mm. little leprechaun friend. Um, right. He's hiding in like the bowels of this property in a refrigerator. I don't know why. He's like in the fridge. Like a discarded fridge outside, it looked like. Or some other white cabinet of some sort. But he's hiding in there. Um, and she literally bags him. Like with a with a sack. And she captures him. Um, they have some a little bit of a conversation. He convinces her to let her out of the bag. And establishes here that leprechauns can't lie. Um, oh. So she lets him out, but she's smart enough to. That's that's also very different from the from the leprechaun that I dealt with it in my movies. Oh really? Okay. Tells a lot of lies. A lot of lies. Yeah. A lot of leprechaun rules. Um, mm -hmm. One is that they can't lie. Um, I believe there... in the first movie that the, one of the first things they say is, "Don't you know you can't trust a leprechaun?" Do they make these like in contrast of each other? I I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Seems like they did it on purpose. This actor just. He wanted a moment to redeem himself, so they made this movie. <coughs> he was like, I was told that Leprechauns on Ice was going to be my big redemption arc, but they yes, never made that's it. Right. That's right. That's right. So she, like a little mob boss, binds him to her ankle and says, bring me to the pot of gold. Wow. Uh, he does so. But it's not really a pot of gold because there's no luck in the world. So oh. um, this is where it gets very chaotic. He unbinds himself while she's like distracted by the pot of gold. He undoes their ankles and like in a mischievous way tries to get away from her. But because they're in this like buried part of the property... He, like, escapes and is kicking rocks back, like, boulders, because this is, like, a little bit of a dugout hole. And Molly is, like, kind of chasing him up this ramp a little bit, and she falls down. 
He just runs away. She's laying on the ground, concussed. <laughs> and he's just like, ha, 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 and walks off. Um, this is where we meet Sharon Connors. There is no establishment of who she really is, except she's the one that finds Molly and makes sure she's okay. He comes into the house. You would think there would be more context. I don't know if I, like, just missed it or whatever. But she basically comes into the house um, and connects with Howard, the dad. And she looks around and she says, oh, man, look, this house has so much potential. We find out she is an interior designer oh, who has great. read all of his how-to books, to which he says, so you're the one. And she's like, oh, my God, I think your books are great. So th- this is, I mean... I'm 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 asking for a spoiler. This is Molly's new mommy by the end of the movie. This is close, close. They're together. This is the love interest. But, but you but you know like that that's they've set that up, implied that a few months from now that's going to be true, kind of a thing. Okay, if we're getting into spoiler yeah. territory, she has a psychic vision about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, we're right. gonna get there. Her concussion gave her basically a psychic vision. So. Um, but here she says, I would dress up this house. It has so much potential. If you let me show it as like an example of my work, which seems like a way too generous trade-off because this house is in complete disrepair. And he of course agrees to it because he's not an idiot. Um, and they're essentially like early flirtations, basically in love. Um, And then the rest of the movie doesn't matter for like 40 minutes, but I'll walk you through some of it anyway. The (laughs) leprechaun appears in Molly's room. Um, The leprechaun has a handbook and he has to follow all these things to land at the other end of the rainbow, which is leprechaun land. Um, The sack that Molly tried to catch the leprechaun in was his and is a lucky sack. That he can mm. pull all sorts of luck things out of. Um, he lets her maim herself trying to catch him. She's like getting this tutorial on how to catch a leprechaun. And he's like, okay, catch me at the count of three. And then he would move on to, she would fall down. And then he would be like, she's like, oh, I should start earlier. I should start at one. And then he would like disappear. Like just, he's, not great. Like, she's <laughs> letting her physically injure herself. <clears throat> this is the scene that I fast-forwarded to, to just so I could see Warwick Davis playing this version of Leprechaun and see what it was like. I just, like, scanned through the thing and I come to this. I have a question about this whole thing. Now, I missed the scene where he said Leprechauns aren't allowed to lie. But just being outright duplicitous is totally fine. Like, catch me on the count of three. One, two, and then she dives at him at three, and he leaves. Like, ah, see, you should have started. You should have tried to jump at me at two. Yes, but then that's not at the count of three. That's like which would be a lie. Like, I want, I want you to be dishonest with me in order to catch me. Is a very odd, weird kink. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's also just. Uh... She doesn't just, like, not catch him. She falls down every time. Yeah. And this is supposed yeah. to be, like, her pal. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, I can't lie. 
But I can right. trick you constantly and lead you to injure right. yourself. It's just, yeah. it's a very, very odd thing. Yeah, um, that's just. So they're at recess the next day. Nobody can see the leprechaun except for her because in order to see the leprechaun, you have to have the imagination. And I guess none no. of the other kids have an imagination at her age. No. no. Um, but they're sitting there having a picnic. So she just looks like she's talking to her lunch. Uh, which I feel like somebody should have had concern for her psychological state. Like her dad is definitely in tune with the fact that she is off, but like she should be seeing a psychologist at some point here. That's true. Um, but he has the lucky sack with him. He's pulling horseshoes out of it. Lucky sevens, uh, rabbit's foot. Uh, she says she needs salt for her lunch. And he pulls salt out of the bag and she goes to put it on her lunch. And he says, that's lucky salt. You're wasting it. You need to throw it over your shoulder. Um, and doing so, she hits one of the McReadies who have come to bully her because she's talking to her lunch and a food fight breaks out. And of course, who gets blamed? <coughs> but Miss Molly, because right. it was her lunch. Um, we then move along to his hideout, which is basically in a castle there's all these other things like a lucky starfish, which I don't understand. How I yeah, don't think is that like a lucky he, thing? I don't know. I I because a lucky star, you know, like hey, thank your lucky stars or whatever, right? So they like try to do like something cute, I think, with like, hey, it's a lucky starfish, and it's really hideous looking. Says, oh, the extra leg is what gives it look, and like, it just it does it looks it looks horrible, and it has like it looks like on. If you would watch Conan O'Brien, how they'd have like the mm. static image and the moving mouse. Yes. That's basically yes. what this is. They make another Lucky Star reference later, so I don't know why this happens, but... I don't know. Um, it, it doesn't really lead to anything. Uh, no. <laughs> she is chasing the leprechaun through a construction site. McGreedy, because he has no, um, no sense of a job outside of micromanaging people in the town, I guess, uh, is near the construction site and he falls in the cement. Angry McReady. The construction guys love it. His face falls right in the cement. And it's just, it's it's a laugh riot to them. So um, good. They get taken back home. Molly's just constantly in mischief here. Right. Um, so what kind of luck are we really having? Uh McGreedy brings her home, insists that she'd be in trouble. She's not really in trouble because of everything she's been through. Uh, but the interior designer, Sharon Connor, is there. And my God, what a job she's done with the house. Uh, Howard asks her to stay for dinner, you know, to talk about business and the rest of the plans in the house. Sure. Of course. Uh, business. Business. Sexy business. Um, up in her room, this whole movie is just nonsense. Uh, up in her room, also in his lucky sack, he gives her a star. It's a lucky star, Alex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But my God, if it's not a lucky star and it's actually a shooting star, just causing Wait. mayhem. Just mayhem. bounces all over the room? It just bounces all over the house. Oh my goodness. That's, that's not that's good. It. No. That's it. Um, they're like running around the house, causing all this destruction. And 
the dad comes up and is like, what the hell is happening? And she's like, oh, this leprechaun, you know, mm-hmm. he gave me a shooting star. The star shooting around the house is causing all this <coughs> destruction. It broke the window. Um, now, the first time I that she ever says the, the word leprechaun, um, she adds an extra vowel to it. Does she do that for the entire film? Because the first time she says, dad, it was a leprechaun. And I was like, are you, are you, do you think that the U is the part, like, you got to pronounce the U? Lep- leprechaun. And I was like, like, is that? It's like the little kid who said corn. Like the kid that went viral and was like, leprechaun. <laughs> she doesn't do it the whole movie. Not that I picked up on. Oh, well, that's good. I appreciate that. Um. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so her dad's reaction is to remove all of the imaginative books out of her room. He thinks that mm-hmm. these fairy tales are what's causing all of this oh, mayhem. That's, that's what it's got to be. I'm going to say it feels like an underreaction. If you, mm-hmm. <laughs> if your kid mm-hmm. is talking to herself at lunch and mm-hmm. just racing around your property, um, so he also really dramatically says like. There's not leprechauns understood, but dad understood, understood. And then he goes, I'm glad one of us does. Because <laughs> he just doesn't know how to communicate with his, at this point, should seem like mentally ill daughter. Right. Um. We move to <laughs> Mulligan. Uh, explaining to Molly, whose life is in shambles at this point, um, that she's not the one that's out of luck. The leprechaun's the one that's out of luck because he hasn't found a four-leaf clover in a hundred years. Right. Very different than your universe, as you pointed out. Um, And so Molly tries to play a trick on the leprechaun. They're in, like, the wooded area behind their house. And she says she found a four-leaf clover. Um. And the leprechaun says, oh, I've been looking for one of those all night. And she says, from my understanding, you've been looking for one a lot longer than all night. Um, then for some reason, this is what gets real weird. It was weird the whole time, but it really goes up a notch here. He's basically like, let's talk about it over dinner. And he just like waves a a magic hand and a butler appears and is like dinner and he's like yes and then he waves it again and uh it feels like a romantically set table appears which gets weirder in the next scene which is what the scene that I DM'd you about when I was watching this um they're sitting over this what feels like a romantic dinner and she says, four-leaf clovers don't exist. This is actually a three-leaf clover with a tear in it. What are you even talking about? Um, and she kind of has a breakdown. She's like, my left mess is a life because of you. You said you bring me luck, and you haven't. I've only had all this bad luck. And he was like, well, I said I'd bring you luck. I didn't say it was good luck, which is a fair point. Um, but it feels like a cop-out in the I-don't-really-lie thing. Yeah. Um, and then we find out about what feels like the most I-went-out-of-the-way-for-this-plot piece of this. 
there apparently is a go-kart race in Ireland, and the prize is 9,000 pounds. If he's 13,000 in debt, it can pay 3,000 off. Wouldn't then there's still a thousand pounds. He, he, <laughs> yeah, you still need a thousand pounds. Also, if he uses his entire savings to pay off the three thousand, even if it was ten thousand pounds, the price, the prize, then that's left him with a house and nothing. No dollars. But it's so okay because he has this book. Couldn't it be a? T- couldn't it be like a twenty-five thousand pound thing that we could, like, you know, they, not not super rich, but just. Hey, we got we get fifteen thousand uh, pounds in the bank. We'll be okay. You would think some sort of cushion might have been built into the price. Yeah, that factor. might be nice, but no. Oh man! So it's a race for the riches. Um, they're talking about how to switch up their luck as a duo here, and they try to grow <coughs> a four leaf clover. They grow best in the moonlight. So Molly's idea is to put it next to the window at night and to speed up, according to legend, the growth of a four-leaf clover, you can play music. This is why the romantic dinner part feels weird. Because the next move is, instead of the leprechaun playing music to speed up the growth, he just kind of mysteriously has music playing into a flute and dances with her. Feels benign in the moment. But the next thing that happens is after they're all tuckered out from dancing, they lay down in bed together. Alone, all these things feel pretty benign. But a dinner and dancing and then laying in bed sequence, not great. Not great. Would not get made now. Um, No. But they're trying to figure out... uh, how to enter this race. That's going to be the way that she wins the money for her dad. There's just a go-kart laying in the backyard. Out of complete convenience. It's rusted. It's a piece of junk. Um, But there just happens to be a go-kart. In <laughs> but that just, uh, you know, that just shows to go, yeah? That uh, go-karts are so ubiquitous in Ireland. Like, you can't walk through your backyard without tripping over one, right? But- They're just everywhere. Famously, go-karts are Irish. That's why all Mario Kart tracks take place in Ireland. That's exactly right. Just laying out by the shed. That's true. I can't emphasize enough how insane what happens next is. Oh, good. Um, Howard and Sharon are inside flirting. She read his book. She says it's not as good as your other books. And he says, I was afraid you'd say that. And she says, it's better. And he's like, oh, my God. And they're having an in-depth discussion about the criticism of it. And Molly comes in, vying you're for the her perfect, You're the perfect woman. A woman who thinks my writing is good. Is Therefore, good. we should get married. Uh, she does <laughs> add value later in the movie that is un- unbelievably... It, it, it's incredible. But... Molly comes in and is vying for her dad's attention and says, Mm -hmm. hey, I want to put a motor in a go-kart. And his reaction isn't, what the hell are you doing, 10-year-old child who's getting into automotive work? He says, oh, I have just the book for that. I wrote Mm -hmm. that, how to put a motor in your go-kart book. Mm -hmm. Here it is. 
<laughs> go play. Fucking what? <laughs> He's just blowing her off to flirt with Sharon on this, too. Oh, sure. Listen, it's probably been a long time for old Tim Matheson. Old Senator Hoynes. He's, you know, he's just, he's got, he's got the itch. You know what I mean? So. Um, I guess. And no point does he seem like overly concerned that his daughter is chasing a leprechaun through the world and building go-karts. Like she just goes off for periods of this movie with this leprechaun. Weird. It's so insane. Um, So she, of course, we get like a a fantastic montage of her building out the go-kart. The McGreedy boys run into her in town um, and they steal her pocket watch as a distraction to cut the wires in her go-kart because famously the McGreedy boys, this is a kid's go-kart race, have won every year and they don't want the competition. Um. But the car was still on, so she starts driving and goes careening through town. Um, She's able to steer back home uh, and doesn't really, like, crash into anything, but kind of idles into their garage. This is the first time he's concerned about his daughter's well-being in the entire film. Uh, And... They decide to rebuild the go-kart after this conversation with Sharon, who points out, I don't know, you've been spending a lot of time with me and and cleaning up your house. He's like, I don't know how to communicate with my daughter. And she basically says, have you tried spending any time with her in this film? (laughs) Have you tried not ignoring her constantly? I don't know. Maybe her imagination wouldn't run amok if she had a father figure who was tending to her at any point. And I can't emphasize enough, he has a written book. It's not like he's so busy at work in this. So he decides he's going to help her rebuild the go-kart and be a father, it turns out. Uh, This leads up to the big race. On her uh, windowsill... We have a plant with three leaves that have grown, not four, but uh, they get ready for the race. It's called Rainbow Racer. Her and Sharon painted this car for her um, as like a as a goodwill thing, um, and so they go to the race. And the McGreedy boys are just blowing by everybody. They take the turbo off of her, uh, the back of her car, and she can't really drive anymore she's not going fast enough so the leprechaun helps her car fly it flies and lands right near the end of the race where she pulls ahead of the mcgreedies to win Mm -hmm. they're just Mm -hmm. about to award her all this money when Mm -hmm. the principal who gets rejected by mayor mcgreedy says Uh we didn't see her car at that checkpoint at whatever the name of the checkpoint was. She must have cheated. She's disqualified. Um, and so the money gets awarded, of course, to the greedy boys. She's Who desperately need it. They desperately need it. Who desperately need it, of course. Yeah. Um, Molly's upset. She's fed up. She doesn't want to hang out with this leprechaun anymore. She tells him off. She's like, you've essentially ruined my life. To which I say, good for you, Bali. You have a point. Mm-hmm. 
So there's like so many things being foreclosed on in this movie. Their Chicago house gets foreclosed on. This house is about to get foreclosed on. This is the almost the ending here. It's absolutely bonkers. The fourth leaf has sprung on the plant. Okay. Oh, good. They have the wrecking ball out to tear down the house. Molly runs back into the house to get her four-leaf clover plant out of it. Sharon dramatically pleads for them to stop the wrecking ball, and the construction crew is like, we can't hear you, what? Uh, As does her father. The wrecking ball smashes through the front window. The next thing we see is Molly in bed in that house. Her dad is reading to her a story about a girl who went into a deep sleep. Uh, And he's reading this book where most fairy tales are written to put you to sleep, but this one was written to wake her up. And my God, if she doesn't wake up. She dreamed this whole thing, except for the part where she fell down earlier and like concussed herself. She's been in bed for four days, and this has been not the dream she's having. This has been a vision that she was having. But now she knows everything that's about to happen, so she can manipulate the situation. In the last ten minutes of the movie, she they're talking about the financial situation, which was real. And she's like, I know exactly how we're going to win. I'm going to do the race. We're going to win. And it's going to be great. Um... Oh, I'm sorry. There was one really other important part. In the dream sequence, he gets a letter handed to him and he's like, maybe it's an advance on my book and it's a rejection from the publisher. So he has no money coming in. Um, Molly says, I know how we're going to get this money. And he explains that the story that he was reading to her is a story he wrote while she was in this deep sleep. Uh, we see the the next scene is basically a replay of the wrecking ball scene, but they're not in the house. And the letter that he gets is again a rejection of fun with floor tiles. But it's an advance on the story that he was reading to Molly and they want him to write a children's book instead because that was much more compelling. But Alex, he never submitted that story. No. How did he get the money? Well, wouldn't you know it? The very leprechaun who was told off by Molly submitted this story. My God. And so seconds before the wrecking ball is about to wreck the house, he has the check in the hand. He hands it to Mayor McGreedy. Everything is saved. Uh, And then basically the go home is... uh, she says to the leprechaun who's getting ready to hit town. He's going to leprechaun land. He's lucky now. The four leaf clover exists. He's good to go. Um, she says, I didn't have a chance to thank you yet. And he said, what did you wish for when you threw the penny down the well? And she said, I wish to go home. Or she said, you didn't give me money. You gave me a family. And he says, you wish to go home. And now she is home. The pot of gold from earlier Mulligan gets, which I love. Old man comes back. He can see oh, the leprechaun because he's got an imagination. 
Right. Um, and the last shot of this is Molly talking to Howard. And Howard <laughs> says, the publisher says the end of the book needs something. What do you think that is? And you hear the voice of the leprechaun, who is now in leprechaun land, say, how about a rainbow to Molly? And Molly says, how about a rainbow? And he's like, like the one over your house. And they turn around and there's a big rainbow. And that's the end of the movie. I think she's schizophrenic. <laughs> Possible. I mean, the, the head injury might have done it. Um... When I tell you 40 minutes of this movie was the filler and this sure. last 10 minutes is where everything kind of comes together. Right. I'm I'm sorry. Thank you. I I'm you sorry. I I am I'm I'm sorry. I listen the the I think that the convention that has been agreed upon is when uh when circumstances dictate that I must watch a scary movie. You have to watch a kids movie instead. I think that that's the problem is that that's Come on. I, I, but like what 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 other Irish leprechaun movie would there be for you to watch instead? I don't know. Okay. Could it be just a different a movie that takes place in Ireland? No, listen, what are you gonna watch? The commitments? Listen, like it says it can't be it's gotta be also wacky and crazy. Like it can't be just like, you know, oh hey, this this movie is set set in Ireland. Like that can't it's gotta be wacky and crazy. I don't know. I feel bad. You should but also but also, I mean, they really weren't that scary. The movies really weren't that scary. You could have totally watched those movies. Oh, come right? on! I mean, you I watched six of them, and at no point were you like, hey, Kate, you could probably handle this? I mean, listen, no, because I mean, because the thing is that I, because I don't honestly think you could handle it because you are famously a wuss. So I don't know, you know. <clears throat> um, so, okay. So the Leprechaun movies. The first movie, um, Famously is the first um, film acted in um, by Jennifer Aniston. The movie came out in 1993. Friends started in 1995. Okay. So, so both of our movies have huge leaps up for two of the actors involved. Right. I would say. But here's the thing with, with that. Like the, the everyone's like, you know, <sighs> Jennifer Aniston was on Friends for a long time. And she, you know, has branched out into films and whatnot. Um, but, uh, um, the, a lot of the critique of her acting post friends is like, it's just, I'm just watching Rachel. She's, she's, she's got a lot of the same mannerisms and stuff, you know, as everything like, well, you know, I mean, she was, she played Rachel for like, I don't know, eight years, hundreds and hundreds of episodes. But she did like, like that, that one thriller with. Who was it? Ashton Kutcher? Some like the butterfly thing. And she did. Everybody loved her in Horrible Bosses when she played like that psychotic. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Right. So she has it in her to not do that. But a lot of the things, a lot of the criticism that I've seen of her in a lot of her standard type of thing. Right. So. Um, is that is that it's, is, it reeks of Rachel. Sure. And my, my whole thing has been, well, you really can't hold that against her. She kind of developed all of these habits from playing the same character for so long, so many times. 
And I'm here to tell you that's just that's just Jennifer Aniston. That's just who she is because <laughs> because 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 it was just like watching young Rachel in in this movie. It was just she didn't have the haircut yet, but that's about <laughs> it. Um, uh, she is uh, from L.A., Beverly Hills, and uh, I, they never say why. But she has come to live with her father, who we must understand is estranged from her mother, in North Dakota or South Dakota. I don't remember. It's one of the Dakotas. Um, and uh, and she hates it there because there's nothing to do, and it's not Beverly Hills, and she's a spoiled brat, and we're supposed to not like her. Um, and she does a great job being unlikable. Um they are moving into a house nobody has lived in for 10 years. Um, the reason is because um, uh, it, it belongs to the O'Grady's, uh, who were Irish immigrants. Um, I, I forget what the name, Martha? But it's definitely Daniel. Because Dan, the, the first actual part of this whole thing is Daniel O'Grady uh, pulls up to this old house in the middle of nowhere, Dakota. Um, and he gets out, he's wearing a white suit. He's he finishes off a bottle of Irish whiskey, Jameson, and he throws it on the ground. He's very happy. And uh the limousine, he pulls up the limousine, he's in the limousine, and then the limo drivers it comes like, Hey, ah, hold up, hold up, hey Harry, hey, I want to give you something. And so he gives he peels off like four hundred dollar bills and gives it to him. Like, thank you, sir. That's so nice of you. Like, what are you doing, Daniel O'Grady? Says his wife, who's sitting on the porch. You know, we can't afford that money. Like, oh, don't you worry. We're rolling in it now, uh, Martha, me dear. Um, uh, and I've, because he apparently has just come back from going back to Ireland where he was at a relative's funeral. And while he was there, he says to her, I caught me a leprechaun. And he, I forced him to give me all his gold. So now we're rich, uh, is what he says. I was like, oh, Daniel O'Grady, leprechauns. Um, that, you're, you're talking nonsense. Come in the house. I'll fix you something to eat. Um, and so it is, if, I don't know where these two, two old people who, who, who came from Ireland at some point and bought terrible, worthless farmland in the middle of North Dakota. Um, but anyway, it's like, um, oh, no, I'll come in in a second. I've got to hide the gold so so the leprechaun can't find it. I'll go. And, and so he leaves. And she's in there. Um, and uh, and she's and she's trying. She's boiling up some potatoes or whatever Irish people do. Um, and uh, and then he she hears a voice. She hears her, her husband, Daniel O'Grady's voice um, from. Uh, from around the hall and so she comes and looks and it's it's not him it's the leprechaun and then the leprechaun's like where's me gold that's basically i would say a good 60 percent of the lines read by warwick davis in the whole series are some variation on where's me gold that's basically a lot of it um it says, uh, like, I don't have your gold. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my, my husband, Daniel, Daniel, save me. So then the, the leprechaun uh, murders her. He, like, stabs her with some knife or something. This is straight up, first thing, like, um, and uh, then um, 
Oh, yeah. So the Daniel O'Grady comes back from hiding the gold. And he walks in and, um, woman, where's me potatoes? I don't know what he says. But uh, but he's, uh, um, then he sees it, that, that his wife is dead. And he realizes the leprechaun must have found him. So he pulls out of his pocket one, a little, a little revolver, snub nose 38 revolver. And the other one, a four leaf clover. And the, the leprechaun comes around, like uh, he's doing the voice of the of the of the dead woman, and then comes around the corner, it's like, um, "Where's me gold?" He says, and he's like, "Like I've got a four leaf clover. Don't come any closer." It's like ah, four leaf clover, right? So then he's able to like walk the leprechaun down the stairs, like backing him down the stairs into the basement, right? And he does something where he hits the leprechaun with like a bat or something, knocks it unconscious, and and throws it in the crate, and this crate, and then uh, puts the uh, the whole time though. Also, it, 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 it's implied that the the leprechaun is giving him heart palpitations. He's an older, heavy set gentleman, so maybe it's just like a regular heart condition. But it's implied that it's the the leprechaun making him uh, having heart palpitations. So anyway, he's able to like nail the coffin closed and leave the four-leaf clover on top. And he says, now nah, you'll never get out, because the four-leaf clover's keeping you in there. Oh, me heart! Um, and then he goes to call the cops that um, that his wife has been killed. Um, and he's like, 911 emergency. He's like, oh, it's me wife, the lepre. And so we're, 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 it's, it's to be assumed that he died of the heart attack the leprechaun caused. So... And then it says ten years later, and here's Jennifer Aniston and her dad, right? Um, it was a leprechaun double homicide, or like homicide slash right involuntary homicide, almost like a right. I, I honestly don't remember how the I almost don't remember how he kills the, the 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 wife, but it is odd that like somebody came and found this man murdered. Spoiler alert, he's not actually dead. Um, he just had a stroke and he goes into a home and he hasn't spoken for 10 years. Um, but wouldn't he wouldn't he be stand trial for his wife's murder if they found his, his wife? A Nobody million percent, right? I, I, maybe be like, oh, he interrupted a burglar who killed her. And, you know, we can't try a, a guy who can't speak because of his stroke, you know, for murder. Also, wouldn't the coffin in the backyard be... Found in coffin? an investigation, right? Coffin? What coffin? The one that the leprechaun's buried in? No, no, crate. A crate. He's not buried in it. He's 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 in, in he's in the basement. And there's all kinds of crap all over the basement. There's all kinds of crates, boxes, and stuff. So no, he has no relatives. He just whatever. So I don't know why it took ten years for for Jennifer Anderson's dad to buy this thing, but I guess he's she's moving in with him. Um and. Uh, he, she again. This is out in the middle of nowhere. This this property, and so she's there with him, and she hates it. And she goes uh, into uh, the basement trying to help him clean it up so they can move in. There's cobwebs everywhere, and there's a tarantula in the basement. And I was like, that's not native to the Dakotas. That is that is a South American spider. Uh, this this movie arachnophobia. What has happened? Why is there a tarantula in the basement? But they're not concerned about any of that. Um, so she's going to leave. She says, I will use my credit card and I will get a hotel room in the city. And I am never coming back here. I'm going to fly home 
as soon as I can get to the airport in the morning. And then she walks out and sees a guy who's there to paint the house and he's hot. And she's like, uh, well, I might as well just stay for a while, I guess. Um, it's that kind of thing. And it's, it's ridiculous. Like she's, she's so horny by the sight of the dude with slightly big muscles and, uh, a haircut that resembles Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. And, um, and, uh, and he's there and all he does is tease her about how she's a little princess, prissy, prissy princess, and she can't get any dirt under fingernails and everything. And she's like, I'll prove it to you. I'm really good at house painting. Also, I'm not afraid of spiders. Oh, I'm so afraid of spiders. It's just ridiculous, right? Um, so that guy's there in his truck says three guys who paint is the name of the business that they run. And this guy's name is Nathan. He's got a, a kid brother, Alex. And the kid brother, Alex, is 11. And the kid brother, Alex, has a friend, Ollie. And Ollie is an adult male who was developmentally disabled. So this movie is made in 1993. And so you can guess with how much respect and sensitivity sensitivity they treat uh, a a very big um, adult uh, developmentally disabled man. Uh, It's it's with with none, none, none at all. at some point, actually, they do near the end, but but um, they just keep asking the guy to be like, you know, I don't know, not at all respectful. Of course. <laughs> so, but it is played, but he's played by Mark Holton, who actually I do I do actually like as an actor who played Francis and Big Wee, uh, Big uh, sorry, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and also uh, played Chubby in Teen Wolf. Mark Holton, uh, great uh, late eighties character actor. Um, and so they, um, Mark Holton, go, Ollie, goes downstairs, um, and he's going to try and get some stuff. Oh, he ends up getting paint all over him because the kid, the kid plays a prank on him, right? And, uh, and um, Jennifer Aniston, who's there trying to help Nathan unload paint, is like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Uh, well, there's a bathroom inside if you can find it, if you can call it a bathroom. And uh, so he goes in and he goes through the wrong door and ends up in the basement trying to find something to get uh, paint off of his face. And then he hears a voice of a child coming from inside a crate. Please let me out. Please. Please let me out. Why did you keep me in this crate? Please. He's like, well, how did you get in there? I'm going to let you out. And then he comes over and he's going to try and he brushes dust off the top of the crate and in doing so, he brushes the four-leaf clover off the crate, and then the 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 leprechaun busts out of the crate, uh, and then bites his ear off. Um, and uh, and uh, and he starts screaming. Everybody comes down. And the the leprechaun runs away, and he's like, "There was a leprechaun. He he's here. He told me he wanted to shine my shoes, and then he bit my ear off. And and he said he was going to kill me. He wanted to know where his gold was." I was so scared. Um, and then uh, uh, there's like, oh, it's not a leprechaun, Ollie. Your stories. Like, Alex, you fill in his head with all crazy nonsense. It's not. Well, I'll find it. And so they go and they look through the thing and it's a rat. There's a rat in the back of the in the basement. So they assume it's a rat. It's like, a rat didn't bite my ear off. Um, and uh, so, but no, it must be a rat. It must be a rat. Uh, Ollie, you're, you're just dumb. And so it's a rat. Um uh so they bring him to they, a doctor or ask him if he had any sorts of no any there's, they just, of any they, sort? no this puts him 
put a band. You think in. a rat bit someone? I don't know. I it's lived like, in New York for for seven years. I don't. Me- I'm, no, we're not messing around no, with that. Nobody cares about that. Later, there's a there's a thing where they where they assume it's a cat. Um. So then the dad goes and uh tries to find the cat. Assumes the cat because he can hear him meowing. Um. Is uh is in this inside a hollow tree trunk. So the dad puts his hand in there and the the leprechaun like bites all of his fingers off. Um, and so they take, they take the dad to the hospital, but Ollie, nah, rabies. Nah. Fine. Um, but anyway, I forget how exactly they realize that it's a, like that they go and they, uh, they, Oh, they find a rainbow, right? They see a rainbow and, um, let the uh, Ollie says, Oh, the leprechaun's pot of gold supposed to be at the end of the rainbow. Maybe if we find it and give it to him, he'll go away. And so he runs after it, and, and Alex, the kid, follows him, and there's this old rusted-out pickup truck. And under the floorboards, sure enough, there's a sack of gold, right? And so uh, Ollie is looking at it real close, and then uh, uh, Alex hits him, and, he, and, he, and he, he drops it in his mouth and swallows it like he's a toddler. Um, so Ollie has swallowed one piece of gold, right? Um, so then, uh, the kid hides it someplace else because he thinks it's going to be really worth a lot. He takes one piece of gold with him, uh, cause they're going to take it to go to the bank. Cause they don't know what it, they don't know what's worth. Maybe it's, maybe it's worth it. So they're going to take it when they go, when they go into town to deal with the dad's fingers missing. Um, they, uh, they say, Hey, well, We'll catch up with you guys later. And Ollie's like, we will? Yeah, stupid. We will, says uh, says Alex. And they go to a collect a, co- a coin collector's shop in this town. Um, and they show it to the guy who's there. And he's like, well, where did you guys find this? None of your business. Um, all right. Well, it's uh, it's old. I'll tell you that. Uh, these markings, I don't I don't recognize any of them, but it is definitely gold. Um, and, uh, and so it was like, oh, okay. So how much is it worth? Well, I'll have to like... Do some more research. Um, I'll write you guys a receipt. I'll keep it. You can come back and get it in the morning. I'll tell you exactly how much it's worth. So, right. But don't you steal it. Uh, it's, I will be okay. Um, so, that's fine. So, then the the, um, the the leprechaun comes to the shop after it closes in the night, and he kills the, um, the shop owner uh, by jumping on his chest with a pogo stick until he dies. This is kind of like what was the horror movie you watched with Kim Cattrall in it? Who was in it? But they were just like little, like almost Furby creatures, right? That like would just latch onto you and kill you. There was no, there's like I a whole seance in the basement. They had moved into a house too. I forget. Honestly, I have no idea. I, I forget what it. it was. I don't know what it was. It wasn't Chud. That's for sure. This is a different one. No. Um, <laughs> Um, so they're, they're, uh, they're trying to figure out what this is. They don't believe Ollie is still not a leprechaun, whatever. Um, they, they have to leave the dad who's the one adult here. Cause Nathan's not an adult. He's like 19. He's one of know? three so, guys. Right. So Jennifer Aniston's horny for a 19 year old. Got it. But she's based. I think she's supposed to be around the same age. Like, okay. I think that's like 20, early twenties or something. 20-ish, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, and so anyway, the, the adult in the whole situation has all, no no fingers. 
and he's spending the night for observation in the um, in the in the uh, in the hotel in the hospital. So they go back to this uh, this estate, whatever, um, and this is where they run afoul of the leprechaun again. The leprechaun has been looking for the gold, and so while while he was oh, I forgot about this. I think to pad the runtime, they have the the leprechaun steal a little pow pow power wheels uh, cart and drive it back to the, back to the to the house. So he's stolen one gold, piece of gold, right? And he's driving back to the house, and he gets pulled over by a cop. And then there's a I don't know ten minute game of cat and mouse between this <laughs> the the leprechaun and the cop running through the through the uh, the forest before eventually the he kills the cop. And uh, he's able to drive the cop car back to the place. I don't know how because his feet can't reach the pedals. That's a major point in a, in a later movie. As I said, none of these movies really have anything to do with each other. It's like they rebooted the Leprechaun franchise five times in ten years. Um, uh, but like Lacey Evans reboots. It's just yes, 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 yes. Uh, no, no. There has not been a movie where he was in the Marines. Thank God. But um, yet, yet. So um, he's able to finally um, find get his gold back, right? Because he finds the gold, um, uh, but he and he takes it. And he counts it out one by one. There's the one he got back from the shopkeeper. And then all the gold, and it comes down to 99. I'm missing one piece of gold. Where's the one piece of gold? It's in Ollie's belly. So he's going to have to try and... and um, uh, when he... when the, when the Anyway, so the leprechaun... Um, like, I don't know what is he, he... He stabs Nathan in the leg. There's a shotgun. That's the one piece of, of thing that they can get shotgun. Um... They, there's a book that they read about leprechauns that teaches them uh, what they can do to, to, to get rid of the leprechaun, and the, that thing is a clover. Like, if you put a clover on him, he's no longer invincible or immortal. Like, if you touch him with it, it'll hurt him, and you can't, he can't be – he can be killed because he can't be killed. That's the thing. They shoot him a bunch of times with a shotgun, and he just pops up. He's it's kryptonite okay. for this guy. Basically. There you go. Yes. Much like another green thing, it is uh, a clover. Um, so they find a four-leaf clover in the clover patch, and they're going to do this. They're going to hit him with it. But um, um, so it's so funny. Again, this none of these movies have any relation to the others about how the leprechaun's powers work. Like none. So late in later movies, he just takes. He's got very long fingernails. He'll just like punch you in in the in the abdomen and pull out an organ. You know what I mean? And it's fine. But later when he's trying to get the coin out of Ollie in this first movie, he's just scratching at his abdomen and he makes him bleed a lot, but he doesn't like in later movies, he just like reach in and get the coin or in certain movies, he will just make the coin magically appear because, because he's, he's magic. So he's like, so like the whole thing is like, yes, he's magic. He can do whatever he wants, but he should be consistent like, if he can, as he shows in many other instances throughout the whole thing, if he can just um, blip somewhere, like, he can just teleport himself from one right. place to another, then then why can't, why is he stuck in anywhere? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, like, why is he stealing where... a car? Yeah. Can he just teleport himself back? Why does he need to steal a car? Like, whatever. Um, so uh, he hurts Nathan. So Nathan's, Nathan's injured. Uh, he's uh, he's going to kill uh, Alex, the kid. Um, but Ollie says, come on. Uh, you, you don't don't hurt him. He doesn't know where your gold is. It's me. I ate it. It's in my belly. So come and get it. And so uh, the distraction of him clawing at the abdomen of Ollie is an, is long enough so that they can get the clover. And Jennifer Anderson can find the clover in the clover patch, run it from the other side of the field to over there, hand it to Nathan, who then says, hey, little guy, or whatever he calls him. And he turns around, short stuff. They use a lot of those kind of things. Pipsqueak, whatever. Shrimp, whatever. They, they a lot of those things get bandied about in this uh, whole thing. So um, he turns around and he just like shoves the four leaf clover in his mouth. He's like, ah! He starts just vomiting and everything is just disgusting. And then he shoots him a bunch of times with, with the uh, with the shotgun, and he falls into into the well. Like he gets blown back several times and falls into the well outside the thing. And he falls down and like, oh, thank God, that's it. And then he climbs back out. And now he's just like grotesque and like just, just ooey gooey, green, disgusting stuff. And then he's like, ah, get me cowards. And falls into the well. Um, uh, this is after, uh, oh yeah, the, the house catches fire. For some reason, during all of this craziness, this is like as, a, as an accident. So the whole thing burns to the ground. The, the last shot of the movie after all of this is Ollie, who's okay. He's not dead. He's just lost a lot of blood. Uh, and Nathan, who's going to need a full knee replacement. But everybody else is okay. And they walk out to a bunch of cop cars. By the way, they call the cops and like, leprechaun. Uh, Jennifer Aniston only finds out the, the way to kill a leprechaun is by going to um she leaves everyone else at at the farm gets in the one car they have that drives and drives across town to the old folks home to find daniel o'grady uh when she gets there the leprechaun has teleported from the farm to the old folks home um maimed and mutilated daniel o'grady and is now sitting in his room wearing a wig uh, facing the window with a shawl over him in his wheelchair. She has to run away from him. And when she finally finds Daniel O'Grady, uh, who's been left to die in the elevator, he's the one who tells her about, uh, he's the first time he's spoken in 10 years. He's the one tells about, your only way to kill a leprechaun is with a four-leaf clover. You can't kill him with a four-leaf clover, but you can make it so he's vulnerable. Um, and then he, ah, oh, oh, me last, I'm dead. Um so what I didn't understand is why they didn't like all pile in the one working vehicle and drive to Canada. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, but again, he can blip whenever he wants when the mood sometimes anyway. So they called the cops. The cops are like, well, leprechaun, you're lying. Uh, but eventually I guess they figure out that he's there. And so uh, they, they pull up. And so there's all cop cars like drive up um, and, uh, they all walk out and they all, uh, and then the camera pans down into the well, right? Um, and then there's a lot of what the leprechaun does is speaks in really terrible rhymes. You know what I mean? Um, uh, um, some like he'll, one of Are the they one, like, limericks okay. at least? No, they're just rhymes. 
they're just rhymes. There's one limerick later, but like it's not even delivered by the leprechaun. But the the limerick, the, the le- like something like um, try as you may, try as you might, you're not going to live through the night. Like it's that kind of stuff, you know. Got it. Um, so then he says something like that at the end of this movie, like I'll get out of here and I'll get me gold, but he says it in a rhyme, right? And that's the end of the first movie, 1993. The next year, 1994, they make Leprechaun 2. There is never any hint of how he got out of the well. Like he was like he just he just eventually recuperated and got out of the well. Um and uh, did we? Did he ever get the gold back from Ollie's belly? Did Ollie poop it out and leave it somewhere that he found it? I, we don't know. No did idea what just happened. Feel to... like ninety nine percent of the gold was okay. Like did I, he just I, 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 search for them himself? And yeah, I, I guess. Um, and so the the prologue to Leprechaun Two is a thousand years ago in Ireland. Okay. Um, oh, I should mention, he tells the cop, because the cop asked for ID, um, are you even old enough to be out here driving on the roads? Like, I'm 600 years old, I am, he says. Then in the prologue of um, of Leprechaun 2, he says, uh, it's me thousandth birthday. So you were 600 years old in the first movie, and now you're a thousand years old a thousand years ago in the second movie. Um, again, he's aging in reverse. It could be. No, that Maybe math wouldn't work out either. He's 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 Benjamin O. Button. Um, <laughs> um and so he uh um anyway, and he's this got isn't a, a prequel. It just took a, took place a thousand years earlier. The the prologue takes place a thousand years earlier. Oh, okay, okay. So it's it's him, and he's and he's there's like um uh, he's got a slave who's bound to him because he, the leprechauns caught him trying to steal his gold. And so by rights, he then becomes his slave. So um, he says, um, all right, now I'll let you go. But but it's me thousandth birthday. And that's the day that I get to have me, a, take me a bride. So you've got to help me get me a bride. Um, and then if you do that, I'll let you go, Scott Free. Say, you know freedom is the most important thing to me. I don't care. I'll help you take any lass as your bride. As established earlier, I'm a sissy and not have seen horror movies. Mm-hmm. Is this just a really bad Chucky? Yeah, kind of. Okay. At, like, one, at one, the at whole one bride point, thing. at one point, they do call him uh, the, one of the one of the one of the one of the uh, in the hood movies. Uh, a a uh, a, a young black man refers to him as, as really ugly Chucky or something like that, I think. But anyway. Got it. Um, so, so he says, uh, he says, okay, well, I've picked out me perfect bride. Um, and they walk over and she's, she's hanging up some, some clothes by the light of the full moon to dry. Uh, and, and the, the, the guy who's his slave uh, sees her and goes, Oh no, not that, not me own daughter. Uh, you promised, you promised, if you don't help me get take her as me bride, then you'll be me slave for all eternity. Um, uh, and of course he can't do it. So the whole thing is the way that you get to get a guy, a, a woman to become 
the leprechaun's bride is that he will force her to sneeze three times. And if no one during that three times like make blesses her, then she has to be his bride. That's that's the magic, right? So um he goes and she goes, achoo! Watch your nose again, and he and the, and the guys sitting there are like, "Oh no, not me own daughter, not me sweet Irish lass, no." Uh, and then he goes, and she goes, Achoo. and um, and uh, I say, like, "Oh, but I don't want to be a slave for all eternity, do I? But but it is me own daughter." Uh, and then he's about to blow a third time, which would make her say, "You know, uh, bless you." And so he does, and she goes, "Ah ah," he goes, "Bless you, Achoo. Ah, you've ruined it. Now, Michael McGillicotti, or whatever your name is. Um, uh, I'm uh, Michael McGillicotti. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's a very Irish name. Um, in, the, so, in the third one, he's Curtis Axel. <laughs> right, right. Right, exactly. Uh, he teams with some guy named Ryback. They're Rybaxel. It's weird. Um, uh, so, so, anyway, he kills the guy. Like, he drags him up by his neck and hangs him by a, a magic lasso. Like magic uh, noose, so he's hanging in the like. Oh, and now, don't worry. Uh, on me next thousandth birthday, I'll take a bride of uh, that's of your lineage. O'Day, that's his name, Michael O'Day. So, an, a, a bride of the O'Day lineage will be mine on me next thousandth birthday. Um, so, uh, so he's he dies. not enslaved. He kills him. He kills him. Like, he could have decided to keep him enslaved, uh, but he decided because he's so enraged, he kills him. And and then, like, to whatever. I don't know why he doesn't Couldn't do he have it. just made her sneeze later? Apparently, it has to happen at the full <laughs> moon on his thousandth birthday or yeah. whatever. I don't I don't know. Whatever. Um, I get maybe you only get one shot at it. It's not really explained. So um, the opening credits. Oh, but, oh by the way, the, 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 the girl hears a big thump in the woods and goes to investigate like you would and finds a dead man lying on the ground and goes to turn him over like you would and then sees it's her own father and then screams. Uh, and then the camera pushes in so we see her mouth screaming, ah, and the camera goes in there and then we get to the opening credits. And the cam- the credits are actually kind of cool. Like, it's one of the most artistic things they do in the entire series where you see somebody dr- drawing as if with, like, charcoal on parchment um, the lineage of the women over thousands of years. Like every time there's a, like, and it's not, it, it breezes over most of them, but it finally gets to like 1900. And then there's, it, it draws a boat that goes, so they come from Ireland to America. And there's one that's like a flapper and one that is uh, like 1940s. And then one is that is 1960s. And then it draws this beautiful uh, young woman uh, in modern clothes, in 1994 clothes, and then uh, the cam- cam- credits end, and then we see her, like in the flesh, in reality, uh, and she's walking to meet her boyfriend, who works for his uncle because he's an orphan, because of course he is, uh, and the uncle is a drunk who runs in Los Angeles a tour of all the big Hollywood murder houses, basically, and so this guy's job is to weasel a bunch of know-nothing tourists into getting into the back of a hearse so that Uncle Morty can go take him on a tour uh, for like a hundred bucks a pop to get in this whole thing. Um, and so he does that, but he has big plans with his with his girlfriend, Bridget, 
and he's supposed to go out and um Morty's drunk at the bar and so he can't um he can't take him so uh he decides Bridget why don't you come with me and I'll drive and I'll take him on the tour and as soon as we're done with the tour then we'll go to our our big hot date super romantic you and me going to which sounds kind of ironic now that I think about it the go-kart place um <laughs> so at least that's consistent um and uh so anyway um the the go-kart place is really important that she goes to ride go-karts tonight she's so livid with her boyfriend for bailing out his alcoholic uncle and getting having a job um you know where he gets paid uh to do this so he can buy her stuff uh that she breaks up with him Hmm. Um, when they, uh, she, she, she won't speak to him. She's just so angry at him with the whole tour. When they finally get to the, uh, to the, um, to the go-kart place, she breaks up with him in favor of another classmate of theirs who works at the go-kart place. Um, at least she doesn't really, but, uh, what's his name? I don't know. I'm going to call him Charlie. Charlie, uh, says, thinks that she, that she broke up with him. Uh, so he's really angry. Um, I should mention that when they're driving past the Harry Houdini, and this is not murders, it's just famous people who lived in Hollywood and died. So when they're driving past the old Harry Houdini estate, um, they, uh, you know, the camera veers away from their little tour, and we see um, a homeless guy who goes and sets up a little bedroll to lay down and, um, and, 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 drink himself into a stupor and fall asleep um, under the under the shade of a giant tree. And the tree uh, says, um, to Harry Houdini, from all of your friends in Killarney, Ireland, that, like apparently they shipped a tree to to Los Angeles to be grown in the backyard of Harry Houdini. And in that tree was the leprechaun. That's how the leprechaun apparently got from I don't know if he made a pit stop in North Dakota along the way or or what is was up with that but that's why he's there and anyway he comes out of the tree and he steals the the homeless guy's whiskey and he drinks is like oh Canadian blend don't you know the only whiskey is Irish whiskey um and then he um he yanks out the old guy's uh gold tooth because he loves gold um so this is where in the second movie, the only thing that can hurt uh, a, a leprechaun is not a four-leaf clover. I don't believe four-leaf clovers have been mentioned in this movie. It's wrought iron. That's the only thing that can hurt a leprechaun. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wrought iron. So um, so anyway, um, this is uh, where... Um, I don't because oh he now he's here he's not here for his gold he's here for his future bride so he wants to find Bridget he knows where she is he knows she that she's here it's his next thousandth birthday tonight so he's gonna go and he's gonna um, find her and he goes to her house um, uh, because Ian the other boy from the go kart place gives her a ride home and he thinks he's gonna get some and she's like no you're not coming inside my parents aren't home. Yeah, I know exactly, That's right? So I can, so I could come in. He's that like, means I'm entitled like, to sex. She's like, he's like, no, that's not happening, Ian. Good night. 
Um, it was fun. Good night. It's like, but what about those chili dogs? I paid for those chili dogs. You owe me. So we'll immediately, like, oh, this guy, this guy sucks. So you, you hit the bricks, Ian. Um, so uh, she goes inside, and then he's getting back in his car, and the, the garage door slides open, and there is Bridget, but it's a vision of Bridget. You can tell because she's slightly haloed. It's like, Ian, hello. Come, I changed my mind. You know how women are. Come inside the garage and let's have sex or something. And then she like gratuitous nudity. Uh, no reason for it. She's full of full on topless in this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's why the actress who plays Bridget is so terrible because they had to find somebody who would agree to full topless nudity. And sure. a lot of for a lot of the young women pointless nudity for pointless pointless. Yeah. So um, and then uh, so. Ian comes up to her and thinks he's still like gonna. He gets on his knees and he thinks he's gonna totally motor boater, right? Um, but instead, think, speaking of motors, he's actually motor boats uh, a lawnmower that's been put up like this, and the blades are turning. So he, like he motor boats a, a lawnmower's rotor blades, and his face explodes in, in a hail of blood. Um, so that's like the the new thing that the leprechaun can do now is make you think you're seeing something. When it's not there, uh, and then can be something else. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, uh, the cops come, of course, because a, a young man has been uh, motorboated to death. Um, and uh, or what and, it looks like voluntarily put his face in the lawnmower blade. Right, right, but but that must who would do that? So it must have been foul play. Sure. Um, oh, this is after the, the leprechaun reveals himself to. Um, let's go. Oh, because Charlie comes over with flowers because his uncle Morty says, "What are you doing? You gotta, you gotta chase the girl. That's what she wants, right?" Um, so she goes over with flowers and she forgives him because, of course, she does because that's what she is. Um, and uh, they're 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 gonna go out and get some burgers and shakes. Uh, but the but the the, I, the guys there is like, "Ah, you shouldn't be kissing on another man's bride. Uh, I'm gonna get you." Uh, and so, um, the only thing that, that, um, Charlie has to fight back with is a fireplace poker, which happens to be, uh, made wrought out iron. of, uh, wrought iron, iron. And the thing of it is, is they have not explained to us yet that wrought iron hurts leprechauns. They have not explained that to us in this movie. Okay. So he swings it and the leprechaun catches it. And then immediately the wrought iron poker turns red where he's caught it and his hand starts to burn and he goes, ah! And I was like, wait a minute, there wasn't a fireplace. There wasn't a fire in the fireplace and the poker wasn't in the fireplace. It was like hanging on those little hang of little things where you, where you hang fireplace pokers. Was that just a horrible goof? And then like 40 minutes later, we, we learn the only thing that can hurt a leprechaun is rot iron. And I go, oh, the poker thing. That made no sense. So it's um, not even that the characters don't know. We, the audience, don't know. No, no. Right. So, anyway. Um, so it's most of it is just them being chased by the Leprechaun throughout all kinds of stuff. Leprechaun gets killed in many different ways, but they're, they're not with a wrought iron, so not. But Morty. Morty sobers up and helps them because once he realizes Leprechaun, then he knows all the, re- all the ways about it. He's an old Irish guy himself. Uh, well, actually, no, he's an old Jewish guy, but his wife was Irish, I think. Anyway, so he um, uh, he finds a book 
that he knows all about um, uh, leprechauns, and he's the one who tells him about the wrought iron. And so um, they go back to the go-kart place. I don't know why, uh, but they're back at the go-kart place. Earlier we saw there was a giant safe in the office of the go-kart place. So um, they're going in there to um, – to uh, the, the, I don't know why they're there. I forget why they're there. doesn't matter. So they're able to trick the – there's a giant guard dog that patrols the go-kart place, right? Um, the guard dog is going to eat the leprechaun, but the leprechaun goes arf, arf, back to the, lep- to the dog, and the dog runs away because he's scared of the leprechaun. The only reason the dog needs to be there is so there is a giant doggy door in the door to the office from the outside, right? And so inside the, uh, the, the office, through the big window of the office door, you can see Charlie. He's waving at the leprechaun. Leprechaun's like, ah, and he runs and dives through the doggy door. And what's on the other side of the doggy door? But the big wrought iron safe, which now he can't get out of because they close it up and nobody he can't get in there. Um, the way they were able to open it, I guess, is uh, because Morty taught his nephew how to crack safes. It's very briefly mentioned. I was like, I, I feel like there should be more that we should know about this. Sure. Did, were, they, were they knocking over banks when, when he was younger? I don't know. Um so, so this is the point where it's very funny is they've decided that that if you trap a leprechaun in this movie, if you trap a leprechaun, he has to give you three wishes. Right? So he becomes a genie leprechaun. Yes. Of course. Again, in every one of these movies, the le- the rules are very different. Change. So we trapped a leprechaun. So um so the the I don't know why the, the the kid is locked inside a closet, but Morty won't let him out because Morty wants to use the wishes from the leprechaun to like get rich or something. Um, but he's also vindictive, so he doesn't want to like. I could ask, I could ask you for a million dollars. I could ask you for a billion dollars, and you'd have to grant my wish. But I don't want that. I want your gold, just to, like stick it to the leprechaun, right? Because because that's who Morty is. And so it's like, all right, I'll give you me gold. And I feel like this is also, like, you could say, like, oh, be careful what you wish for. But that's not what he wished for. Morty did not wish for this, which is for all of his gold to be in Morty's belly. Like, the, the actor who's playing Morty is, like, sitting there, and all of a sudden his abdomen starts to expand, and it's filled with Hundreds, thousands of pieces of gold inside his abdominal cavity. I don't know why. I don't know. Um, says, "Ah, oh, no. get it out, please. I can, ha- I can help you get it out, but you have to wish. I have to. I have to be out of the safe. All right. Uh, I, I'll get you out of the safe. No, you have to wish me out of the safe. Ah, oh, it hurts so much. Fine, I wish you out of the safe. Ah, that's two wishes." Like, all right, please, please get this out of me. Ah, but you have to wish it out of you. I wish, I wish, I wish you all of this gold out of me. Um, so he uses all of he uses the three wishes to wish for the gold, which then apparently means you the gold is in your belly, and then to wish the leprechaun out of the safe, which I feel like didn't need to happen, and also then to wish for the gold out of his belly, and of, of course. He wishes for gold out of his belly. He didn't say how it would be out of his belly. So then the, the Gepicon just uses his little little 
pointy nail and slits open his abdomen and reaches in and pulls out all the gold along with all of his organs. And so Uncle Morty is dead. And I'm like, Uncle Morty was not as smart as he thought he was. No, that's a very weird mental chess game. But I got to say, like, if you're wishing for the gold out of your belly, Mm -hmm. that should include the process of the leprechaun coming out of the safe. That feels unfair. Right. I, I feel like I feel like also as well. Right. Um, Ogre says, just a little support. Hope you will have a good weekend. These movies are still better than Ginger Dead Man. I think there are three of them. Yes, we're not doing Ginger Dead Man, so. No more horror movies that I can't watch. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch kids' movies. (laughs) Um, We don't want to watch this one either. Um, uh, So, they have, anyway, he kidnaps Bridget and takes her back to his lair underneath the Harry Houdini tree. Of course. Um, and I forget exactly how Charlie ends up killing him. It doesn't really matter. Like, Leprechaun's dead, though, by the end of this? Yeah, and they're able to get to get him out, and there's fine. He's still in the bottom of the tree, but he's dead. But, like, does it, it doesn't matter, right? Because of course in not. 19... In, I, listen, there's a lot of other crap, but all you need to know is that at the end of this... Charlie rescues Bridget by doing doing a, like a little okie doke on 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 the leprechaun and making the leprechaun think that Charlie is dead and then he's not so he pops up and he like kills him with something I don't know exactly what it is um and uh but anyway that's all you need to know leprechaun is dead right Bridget and Charlie are fine Charlie does not appear at all concerned about his only living relative has been killed via gold in the gut. And, um, and moving on, everything's fine. Oh, by the way, also the police firmly believe that Charlie killed Ian. Um, Bridget's parents hate Charlie. They think he's no good. So they, they told the cops that the dead boy in their garage can only be, have, have been killed by Charlie. Right. This is not resolved by the end of the movie. The, the, it's not like Bridget's going to be like, no, 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 no. I, Ian was dead, yes, but Charlie didn't kill him. It was the leprechaun who killed him. There is no leprechaun anymore. Anybody who saw the leprechaun and can attest to it being there ever is now dead. Or they are Charlie or Bridget. And Bridget has a reason to speak up for Charlie, even though it's in the weirdest possible way. Charlie is going to be arrested and do serious time for the murder of Ian, and nobody's going to stop it. So it's not really a happy ending. But I guess that explains why they're not in Leprechaun 3. Leprechaun 3 takes place in Las Vegas for some reason. Um, um, the opening of Leprechaun 3, there is, there is an Indian man... Um, uh, a South Asian man who is um, running a, a pawn shop and a man comes in who has one eye, a peg leg, and a hook for a hand. Um, and he brings in a big statue of a leprechaun. The statue of the leprechaun is wearing... Yes? You just you immediately had my attention at mm-hmm. like swashbuckle pirate with leprechaun statue. Right. Set in Vegas. Right. Okay. That's just the ride we're in for. Un- unfortunately, the last time you see this peg-legged, one-eyed, uh, hook-handed man is right now. 
So uh, he drops off the thing. He wants some money for gas to get out of um, Las Vegas. So he drops off the statue of the leprechaun. The statue of the leprechaun is wearing around its neck a silver um, medallion with a big red stone in the middle of it. It looks very plastic, very fake, but the the shopkeeper immediately thinks it's worth a lot of money. Um, and so he reaches for the medallion, first of all. like uh, I, This statue wasn't worth anything. Now, the medallion, though, uh, was like, no, 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 it's a package deal. You buy one off me, you buy them both, says, says the crazy guy. Like, uh, sure, I'll give you 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 40 all right, 40. So he's this man sells the statue of the leprechaun with, with the thing around his neck to the pawn shop owner for $40. And he takes his money and he leaves. We never see him again. We never find out how that guy came into contact with the leprechaun. But he always says, oh, hey, what is this? The, what is the leprechaun anyway? And he says, lucky charm, says the guy with one eye. One one hand and one leg. So that's that's the joke. It's a lucky charm. Get it? We don't even find out why he's a pirate. No, no, it's just because 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 bad luck happened because the, the eye, whatever. So I gotta get through a lot of these. We're we're I'm, so, we're, I'm we're, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's go. So so the only thing about you need to know about this is that um the uh so right um the. The leprechaun, he takes the medallion off, the statue, and the leprechaun comes back to life. So, so the leprechaun the is in the statue. Of the movie Mannequin. Right. So the statue, the, the yes, the, the medallion on the neck of the thing turns him into uh, a statue. So take the medallion off, no statue. So that's a new thing, entirely new. No one's ever explained it, ever has bothered to explain it. It comes back, the, the medallion thing comes back they use it again in leprechaun in the hood um i nobody ever explains that either so anyway so um so the anyway the 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 shopkeeper actually lasts longer than most people who've run afoul of the leprechaun i don't know where the gold comes from but the gold exists uh maybe it was also part of the statue um one piece of gold uh falls out of the bucket and uh, the shopkeeper finds it and he's holding onto it. And he he puts in, this is why you know it's from 1995. He puts in a CD-ROM into the in the little thing of his uh, of his uh, of his desktop computer, and which is all about leprechauns and a really terrible PowerPoint that's kind of animated with really bad clip art. Um, and so he learns about leprechauns. This is how we learn about leprechauns as well, at least this whole thing. For every piece of gold, you are in possession of from the leprechaun he has to grant you one wish okay now you don't we don't find this out actually until later but um leprechaun kills the shop owner he one says one to one ratio of gold to wish right got it um he he kills the shop owner but before he says "Ooh, indian food i love indian food so spicy and he bites the ear off of the indian shop shopkeeper shopkeeper um, he's a, he's a big thing for ears. Um, so, um, so he's able to kill that guy. Um, uh, and he's, he's stuffed all of his gold into a safe in the back room of the pawn shop for safekeeping. Right. 
So he can't find his his other piece of gold. He counts all of his gold in his bucket. He's one a gold short. Um, this is where the 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 two plot lines, the beginning of the movie, dovetail because there's a hot chick whose 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 car blew up basically on the side of the road. Her, her, there's smoke coming out of her and everything, and a and a good Samaritan pulls over, skinny guy. Um, uh, good looking kid uh, says, uh, Oh, I don't know anything about cars, but I could give you a ride. Um, so she gives, he gives her a ride. She is a magician's assistant at the worst seediest casino in Vegas. And he says, I've never been to Vegas. I'm driving across country to Los Angeles for my first year of college. Um, I thought I'd swing by Vegas and see what it's like. I've never been. And she says, oh, it's terrible. You get out of here while you can. It sucks life out of you. It's terrible. And he's like, I've never been. Um, uh, hey, uh, can I come inside with you when you get there to go to the casino? It's like, but you're not 21. Um, you're like, you're like, I could get in a lot of trouble. It's like, I'll, I promise I won't do anything. Listen, whatever you do, don't gamble. Okay? But you can come in. I got to go and get ready for my magic show. So he comes in and immediately starts gambling. Because um, uh, he's so taken in by everything he doesn't have he doesn't have any money but he does have a cashier's check from his parents he opens up the envelope and inside there's a note and says for your this should cover your tuition books and housing love you mom and dad opens up the little note inside a cashier's check for twenty three thousand dollars very generous mom and dad are um and uh so he goes and he he goes up talks to the pit boss and he's like, hey, um, he's like, hey, kid, well, you've been old enough to be in here. He's like, where can I cash this check? And he goes, and he looks at the check and goes, yeah, you're old enough to be in here. Right <laughs> over there, you cash the check. Um, so we also see that there's Loretta. Loretta is a, 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 a blackjack dealer or a roulette dealer in, in the casino, but she used to be the magician's assistant for this magician, but then she got too old and gained a little weight, and so she had to be replaced. And she's very resentful of that, doesn't like the new hot girl who is the magician's assistant, right? Magician also total hack, uh, total hack magician, uh, not very good at all, as you would expect from the CD's Casino in Vegas. Anyway, so all of this comes together where the guy winds up losing all of his money, loses $23,000 at the roulette table in a span of what has to be 15 minutes for the movie to work at all time-wise, because it all takes place on one night. He has to have lost all of his money in 15 minutes. I don't know if he put it all on black or whatever, and that's it. But, like, anyway, he loses. He's like, oh, my God, I lost all of my money. What do I do? He's like, oh, come on. You're due for a win streak. You've lost all these times. You're due. you got to win once. Um, he's like, but I don't have any money. Hey, that watch looks like it might be worth a little bit of money. And it says Loretta, the ruler dealer. And he says, but my grandfather gave me this watch. I'm sure your grandpa wouldn't mind if you went. There's a pawn shop across the... Uh, um, Across the best way, tell him Loretta sent you. Uh, so he goes to the pawn shop and finds dead guy. And then he also finds CD-ROM playing facts about leprechauns and finds a gold coin. And then the thing, uh, the thing is playing and he leaves with the gold coin after not telling anybody about the dead guy, um, leaves with the, with the gold coin. Um, and, uh, and uh, we hear as he leaves the CD-ROM saying, if you hold, if you have a piece of gold from Leprechaun, you take a wish, he's got to grant it to you, right? He doesn't know it. Nobody knows it, except for us, right? So he's, he's walking there. Oh, I wish I would start a win streak, he says, holding on to his coin in his hand. Um, and then he, he bets the 
money. I guess he stole from the pawn shop. I don't know where he got the money. They got some chips. They bet some money. Uh, but he puts a stack of chips and he's holding the the, 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 the gold coins on top of the top of the chips. And the gold coin, like a Ouija board, moves the stack of chips to where the roulette wheel is going to stop. So he does that enough times in a row to make like $150,000. And so... All of this goes on. Eventually, the 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 gold coin transfers hands back and forth with Leprechaun trying to find everybody. Um, the uh, the the pit boss comes into contact with the gold coin, and while he's holding it, um, Loretta tells him, "You couldn't get anybody. You're so fat and ugly and old. You couldn't get any woman. Oh yeah, I could get Tammy if I wanted her. Tammy is the hot." Uh, Magician's assistants, like ah, like oh yeah, sure, ah yeah, I wish. Like he says, yeah, you wish you could get Tammy. That's right, I wish I could get Tammy. And then Tammy comes in, she's like all hot to trot, like she got a love potion, and she's like, oh Mitch, take me upstairs, take me now. And uh, so she has to, she goes upstairs with Mitch, um, and the leprechaun is inside the TV. I don't know, that's a new thing he can do. He can put himself in a TV to like, um. Uh, he's, he's, he also, oh, can make other things manifest out of the TV because there's a hot girl on the TV who out, by the way, uh, I don't know what happens, but Tammy comes to and doesn't actually go through with having sex with Mitch, but then he, uh, she leaves, she slaps him. He fires her. She goes and finds the, the, the kid. Oh, by the way, the kid got bit by the leprechaun and is now turning into a leprechaun. So he's a wear leprechaun. The leprechaun bites so many people, I cannot tell you. Dozens of people get bit by the leprechaun and survive at least for a little bit. But none of them turn into a leprechaun except for this kid is turning into a leprechaun. Honestly, that's probably the coolest part of any of these movies is the idea that if the leprechaun bites you, you begin to turn into a leprechaun. And also, much like the Highlander, with leprechauns, there can be only one. So, like, there can be only one leprechaun. So now the leprechaun hates the new leprechaun. And the new leprechaun, while turning into a leprechaun, the most thing he needs to do is to also kill the first leprechaun. That's a really cool idea for a movie. It doesn't have to be a leprechaun. It could be but any if kind you of hate mystical the, feature. If there can only be one, why would you bite the other leprechaun? That makes no sense. Exactly. Maybe he doesn't... Maybe, maybe like us, he didn't know... That he could, that he would turn into, that, that he would become a leprechaun. We don't know. I'm okay. not sure. Anyway, the kids are certain <laughs> a leprechaun. Uh, Tammy uh, has been fired, and her life is over. And so, um, she and the 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 skinny kid is turning to leprechaun uh, are trying to fight the leprechaun. Uh, Loretta comes up, comes into contact with the with the with the. Um, oh, Mitch uh, gets killed by a robot. The, the hot girl that came out of the, um, I don't know, I don't understand. Don't ask me to explain it. The hot girl that came, that manifested out of the television was actually a robot and electrocuted the man to death because, well, because he was having sex with it. And I guess, like, he got electric electric shocked through the... It's like an Austin Powers fembot. Yep, yep, mm-hmm, yep. And so that's how he dies. Um, oh, there, oh, did I mention also... There, um, there are like a couple of Russian mafia guys who want their money from the pit boss, uh, and those so those those guys get killed uh, by the by the um, by the uh, <clears throat> by the leprechaun as well. Um, but when Loretta comes into contact with a gold coin, and she knows that that she somehow figures it out, 
that that you that if you wish while well, you hold the gold coin, something. I wish I had the body of a twenty-year-old. I wish every man would want me. Uh, and so then they just take the wig off of the actress playing Loretta, um, and they take out the fat pads around her butt and her hips. Um, and all of a sudden she's got a good body again. And so, um, then the, the leprechaun shows up in her dressing room, uh, after she walks through the, through the casino floor and all the guy's heads turn. Um, uh, she's like, ah, I'm so hot. Mm." Um, anyway, so. Um, oh, before this happens, the magician comes in here and realizes what the gold coin is and steals it from Loretta, locks her in the dressing room. He runs away. He says, I wish I was the greatest magician in the world. So then he becomes a magician. And but um, so the leprechaun to punish Loretta for being vain um, causes her, her chest to, to balloon up to ridiculous size, her butt to get gigantic, her lips to swell and everything keeps swelling and swelling and swelling until she explodes. That's what the leprechaun does in this movie. Um, So before we see that the magician guy, his big trick that he wanted to do was instead of like the sawing a woman in half trick, he wanted to use a flamethrower and light the, the fake coffin thing that she was in on fire. Now she will have already dropped through the trap door. She won't be in there, but the big thing will be like, you know, we're going to do, we're going to light you on fire. Um, At some point, um, the the leprechaun comes in and uh, they have a battle of magic uh, that is weird uh, because it winds up with the magician guy inside the sawing in half thing. And he's the greatest magician in the world, but can't magic himself out of the sawing in half contraption. Um, so he's resorted to saying, oh, I wish, I wish I were at Caesar's palace. And uh, the leprechaun says, ah, boyo, you already had your one wish. You get nothing. So apparently you can only have one wish and that's it. So then the leprechaun saws him in half while the entire crowd thinks it's a, it's a gag and he dies horribly. And then here comes Tammy and a uh, skinny leprechaun guy. Uh, and they have a, and they, they're going to like the goal. There's the goal. So because he's turning into leprechaun, there are two things he wants the most. He wants the custody of the gold and he wants to kill the other leprechaun. Okay, so the custody of the gold, um, he's like, no, you can only have one. So um, so drop the gold and, and kill him. He's like, ah, but I want me gold. Actually, the kid who's playing the leprechaun, uh, turning into leprechaun, has a better Irish accent than the actual leprechaun. Uh, it was very good for him. Good you're, him totally up, yeah. you're, you're totally upstaging the lead. So maybe not. Maybe that's why I never saw him work in anything else before. Um, so anyway. That what they do is at the end, um, they trick the kid, the leprechaun, into going for the gold, the actual leprechaun, and then the, the fake, the, the fake leprechaun goes and gets the the flamethrower and flame throws the, the gold, melts it all, and also tr- incinerates the leprechaun. So he's nothing but ash. Um, and there's only one gold coin left, and Tammy is holding onto it. And when the leprechaun dies. It should be that the kid who's turning into a leprechaun becomes a full leprechaun because the other leprechaun is dead. But instead what happens is the reverse of that and he goes back to being full skinny kid. So the magic that you created, the rules you developed don't exist anymore.
because because there can be only one leprechaun. Once once the second leprechaun that is not yet a leprechaun kills the first leprechaun, shouldn't he therefore have to be the one leprechaun? Yes, but also does the necklace at the beginning of the movie just not come back into play at all? I don't think it not not enough that I remember it. So then no. It feels like it should be something that is pivotal. Like if right. that could turn him back into a statue, there's no attempt to just. I don't believe that the kid ever finds that out. It so that, becomes that whole a ma- scene was unnecessary. It, then it is a major plot point in in Leprechaun Five in the Hood, but it is not uh, so much so in Leprechaun Three in Las Vegas. But um, so so he's dead. He's been burned, incinerated, and the um, they walk out of the casino. By the way, everyone in the casino just saw a man get sawed in half. Right. Um, uh, they walk out of the casino. There's nobody on the streets of Vegas whatsoever. Um, and he's like, um, so what are you going to do now? Um, she says, you got the gold. You got one piece of gold. What are you going to you gonna make a wish? It's like, no, here, why don't you make a wish? We could be billionaires because um, apparently they're going to make a life together, um, I guess. But she says, no, you know what? I think I got everything I want. And so she takes the 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 thing and she flicks it into the into the wishing well, the little fountain around in front of the, the thing, and they walk off together and everything's happy and everything's fine. And she never made a wish. And the, the leprechaun is dead. It's in a pile of ash in the back of some back of some casino in Vegas. Cut to Leprechaun 4 in space. And <laughs> <laughs> Leprechaun Leprechaun 4 in space is actually uh, a very clever little parody on like aliens and space marine movies. There's actually a lot of fun stuff in it, but it has no in- there's no need for a leprechaun to be involved at all. None. Nobody in the film even recognizes him as a leprechaun. Nobody nobody says, "Hey, it's a leprechaun." They say he's an alien or a little monster. They call him a bastard a bunch of times. "Hey, you bastard." Um, there's a troop of, of, um, a troop of space Marines. The, the sergeant has like half a head that he lost when he got, when he got hit with a grenade or whatever. Somehow he survived with his skull blown apart. Like that's how tough he is. Right. So they put, they put like, uh, like a metal plate that you can see. Like, it's just like half of his head is like chrome or whatever. And there's a whole troop of, you know, there's the wisecracking black guy, space marine. There's the hard as nails chick marine. Uh, there's, there's, there's the, uh, there's all these dumb marines that honestly, they're obviously going to get killed. And then there's the one like, um, um, really, really heroic marine, but everybody makes fun of him because he likes to read. So his nickname is books. And then there's the really hot science officer who's been forced by the person who's, paying all these Marines to go and do that. All a bunch of mercenaries um, to go and do some mission on the world. So she's going to be there to be supervise them, but they all resent her because she's not one of them. It's very much a spoof of aliens. So they go to this world. So I think they're trying to like secure a mine or something. I don't really know what they're there for, but the, the leprechaun is in space. I don't know how he got there. Don't ask me how he got there, but he is in space trying to woo the princess of the planet Dominia. Because he wants to marry her so that he can then become a king. Because that's all he wants to do is become a king. He doesn't care about gold. doesn't care about gold at all. Just wants to become a king. Wants his princess so he can become a king. Again, 
No idea. The the princess uh, only wants the 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 leprechaun. I guess the leprechaun does have gold. So I don't know why he wants to be a king if it doesn't come with gold. He has gold. We never see the gold. But she says, "I'll marry you for your gold." Um, whatever. Anyway, while they're having this like hot romantic dinner, deciding their prenup agreement, I guess um, the space marines come down and the, they kill the leprechaun uh, with a grenade, right? Um, and uh, the the hot chick dives out of the way, uh, but uh, she loses a hand in the explosion, I guess, and hits her head. And they take her back to the world. They scan her, so they find out she's the princess of Dominia, a yet undiscovered planet if it's yet undiscovered how do you know its name and also how do you know they have a government system based on a monarchy where she is the princess honestly none of this makes any sense so but what the least thing that makes sense is that uh one of the the guy that threw the grenade apparently as is his right as a space marine after his kill he's allowed to pee on it so he pees on the kill and the spirit of the leprechaun i kid you not travels up the stream of urine and enters the Marine's penis. I feel like we should have spent the past two hours talking about only this one. <laughs> it really isn't much to talk about, honestly, as far as Leprechaun things go. It is a, it is a crazy movie and probably deserves its own episode. But as far as like leprechaun thing, it's not really about leprechauns at all. Um, Doesn't seem it. There's a crazy man who's like his name is his name is Doctor Mittenhand, and he is German. I don't know why in the year 2096 that he talks like he is from Nazi Germany, but he does. And um, he, his whole thing is to try and find a way to like regenerate himself because he's only like half a torso and a head after the accident. Um, and so anyway, uh, uh, a lot of crap. Um, we can find out that the, the Princess of Dominia has in her blood the ability to, in her DNA, to regenerate. She regenerates the hand that was blown off in the explosion. So they realize now they can make, they can regenerate the body of Dr. Mittenhand. And um, so that's what they want to do. Uh, meanwhile, the leprechaun has exploded out of the penis of, uh, of the man who peed on him. Um, while the man was getting was having foreplay with the the hard as nails marine chick, so so if someone has a boner, the leprechaun who has no leprechaun qualities really is can explode out of his, his penis. That's what happens. Um, so then the, the the toughest nails chick marine swears vengeance on that little bastard for what he did to Kowalski. Um, so they all come out, they all try and go after him. Each of them is killed in terrible ways. Apparently the way that they dispose of waste on this ship is with flesh-eating bacteria. And so they, they think that the, the leprechaun went in there. And if he did, why wouldn't he have also been eaten by the flesh-eating bacteria? We don't know, but they have to put on hazmat suits and go in after him. I don't know why. The leprechaun slices with his little pointy fingers he slices a hole in one of the two guys's hazmat suits and by the time the other guy is able to drag him back into the airlock get him decaminated and everything by the time of that they take off his hood and the whole thing is just a, just a skeleton just a bloody skeleton that's how fast the flesh-eating bacteria work that apparently you need them to dispose of human waste in this spaceship that's how human waste is disposed of via flesh-eating 
uh, back to Italy. Um, yeah, so. I gotta be honest, it feels a little chaotic. Right. Beep Boop, this is Leprechaun 4. Keep up. Beep Boop says, this is Sonya Leprechaun 2. Uh, this is Leprechaun, we're, we're now Leprechaun 4 in space. Leprechaun 4 in space, honestly. It's the one I would recommend the most out of all of them because it is the craziest of all of them. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, the the Leprechaun also was able to use mind control. So he mind controls the, the, the chrome-domed sergeant into thinking into thinking he is a woman. So he dresses up as a woman, puts on a wig. I don't know where he gets the glittery mini dress and the wig on this space marine flight. But um, he does a little dance and uh, they have to kill him uh, because the, he won't stop trying to kill them. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's the thing that happens. Um, uh, oh, uh, Dr. Mittenhand is... Um, when, oh, the leprechaun and the, the 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 princess when she comes to join forces and become a duo of evil. And honestly, it's the most fun they ever had with the leprechaun. He has with him a sidekick woman who secretly hates him, but they have the same end, which is they want to see all these space marines dead. So that they're bickering back and forth like an old married couple, and it's honestly some fun dialogue. It just makes no sense at all, <laughs> but it's honestly like the dialogue is fun. So um, they just they decide that they've, they've, they've captured Dr. Mittenhand and they're going to combine her regenerative DNA. They put it in a blender with, from his lab, la, his laboratory, they take a scorpion and a spider uh, and they put him in there and they blend it up and they, they inject that into his brain and then he becomes Dr. Mittenspider. And he's like a horrible, grotesque, like, well, I would say half spider, half man, but it's like, 75, 78% spider, 22% man. Um, it's like a man-bear-pig situation. Yeah, and, and anyway, so they're able to finally kill the leprechaun when they shoot it out of the airlock. The leprechaun has already started the self-destruct mechanism. They're able to figure out how to d- disable that. So then the only people who are still alive are uh, the hot science lady, uh, private books, who is the the hero guy, and then He's the smart. wisecrack, the wisecrack and black guy, um, and uh, the wise the, the the two of the the hot the hot smart guy and smart heroic guy and the hot chick start making out, and the black guy's like, huh, none for me, I guess. Um, and then they, he looks outside in the window, and there's because what happens when you get sent out the airlock, you explode, and so it's just the hand of the leprechaun passing by the window, and then just does one of these pass by. <laughs> Primitive Leprechaun 4. That sounds like the greatest movie ever made. 1993 Leprechaun 1. 1994 Leprechaun 2. 1995 Leprechaun 3. 1996 Leprechaun 4 in space. Four years pass by. Leprechaun in the hood. Someone's like, we got to pick the Leprechaun franchise back up. Rebooted entirely. Um, In the 1970s, Ice-T and a friend of his find underneath a subway, they find a room where... The leprechaun is a statue with the medallion around his neck in the 1970s. It's the same beginning of the same con- con- convention of the beginning of Leprechaun 3. And, but a new thing is involved because the only thing that Ice-T wants down there in front of a whole room of riches, the only thing he wants down there is a magic flute. A go- magic golden flute. That's the only thing he wants. His friend gets greedy, 
takes a bunch, was filling a, a garbage bag with, with jewels and riches. And then he's like, oh, I like that medallion. I'm going to wear that. Takes the medallion off of, off of his, uh, of the statue. Immediately, Leprechaun back to life. So then the Leprechaun kills Ice-T's friend and Ice-T is shooting at the Leprechaun, right? Um, and then they, they fight and everything. Uh, and the, somehow the medallion flies way up in the air and happens to land around the neck of the Leprechaun. Just really, really lucky, bad luck for the Leprechaun. Um, a very unlucky Leprechaun. And um, so then flash forward 30 years or 25 years. And Ice-T apparently using... The power of the magic flute is the hottest record producer in the in the world. He like runs basically their version of Death Row Records, and he's the king of gangster rap. Also, he's a pimp. Like he has to also be a pimp because this is a black exploitation film through and through. There's like it's like it, it's it's absolutely a black exploitation film from the 1970s, but just done in 2000. So he's a pimp, and he's a murderer, and he's the hottest gangster rap producer. Like it's that's. That's what they've done with this thing. But he was involved. He was an executive producer. This was his idea. He wanted this movie to get made. So a bunch of like guys who do positive rap, like we rap about being positive and helping your community. And so these guys are, of course, they're corny. And, you know, these guys aren't real black guys. Uh, So Ice-T says, you guys got skills uh, and you got a good look, but you got to rap about getting bitches and shooting mother effers. Um, and also shooting, shooting bitches while you're getting mother effers, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and if you don't do that, then you're not going to be on my label. Get the hell out of here. Um, and, uh, so they somehow comment, they, they say, oh, we don't like that guy and we need money to get to Vegas so that we can, um, enter, enter a, a rap competition. And once, once we get into the win the rap competition, we're going to become, we're going to get large. We're going to become big and famous. And so how are we going to get the money? I know we'll rob ice tea and they do. They rob ice tea. And when they rob ice tea, they find not only golden flute, but they also find encased in a, in a, in a, like a, a glass case is the leprechaun statue with the thing around his neck. Like apparently um, he, he took it from Harlem, New York, to South Central LA with him. I don't know if you like ship that or if you could check it in a bag or whatever, but that's that's how it got there. And so they take the medallion off because why wouldn't you? It's a really nice looking medallion. And then the leprechaun comes back and he wants his magic flute. He wants his magic flute more than anything else. Um, but the but the kid, Positive P, is the name of, of the rapper, Positive P. Um, he does he knows that the magic he wants the magic flute. Somehow he knows the magic flute like makes everybody like your music. Doesn't matter how bad your music is, it makes everyone like your music. That's what the that's what the magic flute does. So it's a record label. Yes. That's what yeah, yes. Uh so um so this is there's there's it, this is there's so many little music performances by Positive P and his gang. Um there's a terrible like just awful so 2000 um, uh, transphobic subplot where they can't they can't stay at their houses because the leprechaun knows where they live. I don't know why. So they go and they stay with Miss Fontaine, who is the most obvious thing that they're doing. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, she will let them stay with them, uh, uh, stay with her for a bunch of money. Uh, they don't want to, 
but they'll do it. And he's like, oh, thank you for the money. Every little bit helps for so Miss Fontaine can get her operation. And the boys look at her like, oh, oh, um, it's really bad. And then she uh, she decides that she will um, have sex with the leprechaun willingly because she's she's kinky and she's into kind of crazy stuff, she says. And so then leprechaun kills her while they're having sex. Um, so that's the thing that happens for sure. No reason at all. Um, and, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, so they doesn't matter. None of, none of this matters. They're able to, <laughs> so he, he kill, he kills off the friends. They have that. This is where that. This is where they, they. This is where um the leprechaun is able to, um, mind control people. And the way that you can tell they're being mind controlled is their their eyes grow glow green, I guess. But he's able to control these women who, Ice T is looking for the boys who stole his flute, and he also is looking for the. He's got the medallion, I guess. I think. I don't know. One of he's got the medallion. The medallion is the only thing that can kill the then stop the leprechaun. So he's not worried about the leprechaun. He's worried about getting his flute back. But the 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 leprechaun takes over the minds of like three waitresses from Ice T's club, and um, they become his zombie hoes. He calls them, and the the zombie hoes um, are easily swayed by other. Women, I don't know because Positive P dresses in drag, so he can somehow get, find out where the leprechaun lives, um, so that he can kill the leprechaun. But he needs to be in drag to convince the zombie hoes to trust him. And then when they tell him where the leprechaun is, the spell is broken and they're not zombie hoes anymore. Um, but then they come to life and they go, "Oh my God, a man in drag!" And they're so like so upset by it. It's like no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry about it. They're like they're like, yeah, it's so weird. Um, but they're not really out of their way to make gender identity a part of the movie. It was weird. It was very, very weird. Um, And so uh, they, um, uh, so the whole climax of the movie is positive P in drag. He's not wearing the wig anymore, but he's fully in drag. Um, Ice T shows up. Um, and he shoots Ice-T a bunch of times, um, and then Ice-T is not dead. So there's a there's a, a weird, like, little three-way battle between Ice-T and the uh, Leprechaun and Positive P and Drag. Oh, by the way, Stray Bullet was the name of the other uh, guy. He got, um, oh, Stray Bullet was the name of the second guy who really wants to do gangster rap, but he's also friends with Positive P. Anyway, Stray Bullet shoots himself in the head. Because the because the 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 leprechaun made him, like he's pointing the gun at the leprechaun, and then the leprechaun like makes him point the gun at his own head and pull the trigger in front of his best friends. It's like that's the most psychotic thing that the leprechaun I think does in yeah. in all in any of the movies. Um, so that's it. But also, what's his name? Butch. Butch. Not our Butch. Not Pete Dunn. Not A different Dunn. guy. Butch. Butch. Um, but this is where we find out that four leaf clovers can also kill a leprechaun in this movie. Okay. So how do they do that? Um, they, uh, they, they like dice up some four leaf clover and, and put it in the marijuana. 
and they and they get the they 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 find a way to smuggle marijuana into the to the leprechaun. That's how that's why they're in drag because the leprechaun likes all these hot girls, and so they're in drag so that they'll they'll give him marijuana. He'll smoke the marijuana, which then he will intake the trussed up clovers, and that will make him vulnerable to things, so you can kill him. Right? Okay, great. Remember that because it doesn't come into play at all later. Um, uh, so. So anyway, uh, Butch is killed in the crossfire between Positive P and Ice T, and so he's killed in the crossfire like that. Hey, uh, Positive P, make sure they don't bury me in this dress. Uh. And then, um, uh, so it comes down to everything else. There's a there's a there's a fight. There's a lep, there's the thing, and then the 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 medallion flies up in the air and comes down and lands, and the, the you hear the leprechaun go ah. And the next scene, it's Positive P. But he's dressed in a nice suit. He's got sunglasses. And he's rapping about um, killing mother effers um, and in a club. And then he turns around and he takes off his sunglasses and his eyes glow green. And he puts the sunglasses back on. And it cuts to the front of the, of the, of the, of the room. People are sitting in the chairs. And the front row is the leprechaun. And he goes, I taught him everything he knows. Dun, dun, End of the dun. movie. So it's the one movie where Leprechaun comes out fine. You would ask yourself, oh, because he came out fine, does this have any bearing at all on Leprechaun 2 back to the hood? No, not at all. Leprechaun back 6 hood. back to the hood. Leprechaun 6 back to the hood. Um, it doesn't at all. Uh, okay. There are just four, four relatively good kids in the hood uh, trying to make their way and get out. And honestly, there is way more character development for these four kids in the hood um, than there is in any movie going on ever. 20 minutes of them actually their wants, their desires, their backstories, how they had a falling out between them a few months ago. All that stuff is covered in 20 minutes. And I was when I said, I think the sixth one might actually be the best one. It's not. It's not at all the best one. It's not good at all. But this, this character development was nice. Um, and this is where you find out that the gold itself can hurt the alien. The, the 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 leprechaun um he wants it but also it can hurt him i don't understand how that works uh there's a there's a there's a woman who who's like a, a soothsayer like a, a fortune teller that that tells is actually a witch and has like a magic battle with the leprechaun later in the film um uh but she tells us why the leprechaun exists like Thousands of years ago, the king brought these women, these 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 spirits from from the underworld, to help him win a battle. And what? And when the king died, they all went back home to the netherworld, except for one who decided to stay and become all powerful. So that's why there's only one leprechaun in all these movies, not because they're all connected, but because there's only one leprechaun. I guess I don't know. This this leprechaun uh, dies because it is um, it falls off a roof at the end. Oh, they again. They chop up some four leaf clovers. Mm-hmm. Um, that one of the one of the guys finds uh, is a bad baggie of weed that he bought. So it's just a bunch of like they oregano. Use the same and, device essentially. But no, no, like the other one, they intentionally put clover in weed and make the leprechaun smoke it. In this, this one, was an accident. this this guy bought a bad baggie of weed, and everyone was clowning him for it, and happened to be in the bad baggie of weed a four leaf clover. So, hey, good. So happens. They chop it up and they put it in the hollow point bullets that are inside the, the gun. And so they shoot him with, with four-leaf clover bullets. 
um, which don't really work. Like if you shoot him enough times, it'll kill him. But if you shoot him like four times and not six, he'll just like shrug it off, which is odd. But anyway, they finally shoot him enough time with the covers that it, that it falls off the roof and falls with all of his gold into wet cement. And the wet cement, of course, is in the middle of a construction site that has been famously abandoned for five years. No one has done any construction on this site, and yet there's still wet cement within it. I don't understand. Like, that's the biggest confounding thing of all the movies, is like how there could be wet cement in a plotline-driven. No construction has happened at this construction shot for five years. I don't understand it, but whatever. Also, of the four people who were who were in the movie, the four main characters, the only one that gets killed is the best of all of them. Like, the, the most Aww. kind and pure... The most kind and pure-hearted. She didn't want to have to do any of this stuff. She was like, no, I don't want to use the gold. I don't want to do anything with the gold. I don't want the gold at all. But she's the one that gets killed. Of course. Whatever. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 it, it's bad. It's bad. And so you can tell why they stopped doing it in 2003. <laughs> 20 years ago. And there, there have been a couple of reboots starring Hornswoggle, which I will not watch. Do not ask me. No. Wait, so he just falls off the roof and that's the end? Like, with the clover? <sighs> he falls off shot? the roof. and Yes, he falls off being shot by the, by the clover. He fa- Earlier, he's locked inside the building's incinerator and just, just boops himself out of it. Like, just <laughs> boop. He's gone. He's, out, he's locked inside there. Boop. He's gone. So, yeah, that's it. So you watch six movies, and I'm yeah. gonna guess you would get the flick in on only the fourth one. I would. I wouldn't even say get keep it in. I would just say like of these movies, the one that might be the most enjoyable to watch, strictly because of its bonkersness, is the fourth one. Especially because like it's so odd to think of it as a leprechaun movie, when like they could have they could they literally could have made the creature that he is be. Anything, Anything else. else. It could have been a Chupacabra movie. Like, honestly, like there could have been Bigfoot, literally anything. Nobody in the movie recognizes him as being a leprechaun. So you signed up voluntarily to waste 10 hours of your life this week. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. On the whole franchise. Yeah, on the whole franchise. The the fourth one is the only one I would say would be like, maybe it's fun to watch when you're high or something. Sure. I don't know. Like, mm. My lonely little movie, I'm also going to get the flick out of here on. Good. Um, all right, good. So good, seven films, all seven featuring films. Leprechaun, all on, getting the flick out of here on, thanks, uh, on Thanksgiving. I say Patrick's Day. Get the flick out of here. 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 Right. Okay, good. Nailed it. All right. That's it. Tune in next time when we won't watch seven movies total and we we will we will say get the flick out of here to just one. Just one movie. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Maybe two. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. 
Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.